Have your say on London's biggest conversation with Steve Allen, LBC 97.3. Morning team, nice to be company. Welcome to Sunday. Cold, cold outside. Came out earlier on this morning and having had such a nice day yesterday, and it, as if you've twittered me yesterday, you'll know that I walked a lot. I walked quite a bit. I walked even further than I thought I was going to walk, and I seriously thought I wasn't going to survive it, because I walked up the monument in the city of London all the way to the top. This was Wren's Tower, built in 1670 or 17, whatever it was. It's a long way up. Three pounds to go there. The best line, though, the guy taking the money at the bottom, it's three, three pounds to go up, same price to come down, I suppose, but no, it's, it's three pounds all in. And it's great, because the, the, they don't have to do anything. You just walk up these stairs, and it goes forever. And we get there... And the bloke goes, um, student, young person. I said, you're having a laugh, aren't you? He said, well, I have to ask. I said, two children then. He said, two adults. I thought, why did you ask me then? You get to the top, it's got the most fantastic views of London. And because it's a bit further down from St Paul's, you see a different part of London. What you see is new London, where... You know, like a phoenix rising from the ashes. There's all these new modern buildings and you're looking down on their roofs. Some of them not at all attractive. And I think, I'd love to have have waved a magic wand and looked back to London as to how it was years and years ago. Because it must have been fantastic. Mind you, we wouldn't have seen anything, would you, I suppose? Because it would have been thick smoke everywhere and grime and smog and all the other horrible things. Would have been quite vile. Quite vile. Anyway, nice to have you company this morning. Two things have puzzled me. Two things. First of all, I, I did open up the uh, papers today. I've had, a, I've had a quick brief shifty through. And uh, one of them, it was... Um, oh, I'd, well, in fact, there's three things now I've decided. First of all, because I'm really not happy with it, the woman who stayed in a hotel room with Lenny Henry 11 years ago has now broken her silence uh, on uh, Lenny and Dawn divorcing. Why don't you shut up? I'm not... You know, it's bad enough. You know, and you can always say it takes two to tango, and I quite understand this. And so he made a mistake. But you don't expect this thing to come back and haunt you years later. So now she's breaking her silence. I mean, oh, dear. What is it with people breaking their silence? You sometimes wish that somebody had superglued their lips together. We don't... I don't care. I don't care anymore. I just... I just want them to go away. It's like on the front of the Daily Star today. Kerry Katona, my kids were playing downstairs while I did drugs upstairs. Well, you must think we have very short memories, Kerry, because I read this two years ago. I'm sick to death of your boring little drugs hell and this and all that. As you've shoved more than uh, half of Columbia up your nose. I don't want to read about it afterwards. I'm not interested. It's your business. You're that stupid, you do it. I couldn't care less. Makes no difference to me. You're the one who's the embarrassment to your children. Although Nick Majerison said he quite likes her. He said, I like Kerry Katona. I don't, oh, God. What is it with Kerry Katona? Kerry, can we take your picture? So she pokes her tongue out. What I want is the wind to change and her tongue remains out. That'd make me very happy. So that's two stories that annoyed me. And then there's the other one. A picture of Colleen Rooney at the races. Now, I don't want to be rude, Colleen, love. I don't know a lot about fashion. But when you start wearing dresses that Mrs Slocum would be wearing from Are You Being Served, I think you've kind of got it wrong. You've got old lady makeup on, old lady clothes. You neither look pretty or you just look frumpy. Any fashionista, and I showed it around the office and everybody said exactly the same. She's only 24 and already she's dressing like Mrs Slocum. Give up now, love. You're not a fashion icon, a fashion... Whereas poor old uh, Alex Curran must have troweled the makeup on the other day. Troweled it on. And I know, nice to see you wearing 
shoulder pads in... I don't know, I thought she'd walked out of Buck Rogers in the 21st century because she's literally got shoulder pads that wouldn't have looked out of place in the Chinese Forbidden City on some of the uh, some of the courtiers. They're most peculiar outfit, Alex, but there again, you know, when you've got a face like an overstuffed chipmunk, there's not a lot you can do. But it's Colleen and her old lady dress. Can't wait for the fashionistas during the week to pick up on that one. They're not fashionable at all. They're not fat. The, if you saw this picture, Caroline, you'd go, it's an old lady dress. It's the kind of thing your mother would wear to a wedding in the 70s. I mean, whoever sold it to her must be having the best... Lo- oh, you got one. OK, right. Okay, fair right. Bit embarrassing, isn't it, really, when you say you've got... Dre- it's just awful. You know, and the big hoop earrings, the big drop earrings, dear. It's not you. 24, but looking about 50 now, which is not a good look. And then there was the other story, and I said there was one story this morning that was probably going to... And I'm, I have to check with Julie Peasgood when she comes in later. And it was the couple who go to see Frankie Boyle. Do you remember the story from the other day? Frankie Boyle, the comedian, and he does jokes, and he does sketches about people with Down syndrome. In fact, there isn't anybody he doesn't pick on. Now, he's been doing this act for ages. On this particular night... He's got the couple in the front row who happen to have a Down syndrome child. And I'm thinking to myself, it's almost, if you were being terribly cynical, a bit of a setup. This has been his act for years. They happen to get seats in the front row and he does gags about Down syndrome. And they take offence, quite rightly. But then, why go see Frankie Boyle in the first place? You know what the act is. Because she said, oh, we're big fans of Frankie Boyle. I thought, well, you, you must know what he does then. You must, you, must have, you must know this act. That's what he does. He's not out to offend people. He's saying you can laugh at anything. I did a straw poll earlier on, and most people are on his side. Because that's why French and Saunders have stopped touring for the politically correct brigade. Who sit there going, well, oh, that's not very funny. You can't tell jokes about dead people or tsunamis or anything. Well, the whole idea is that comedians tell jokes about everything. That's why they're called comedians. If you don't laugh, don't go. But in the case of Frankie Boyle, you do, you, you do start thinking. As somebody said to him, listen, come and see this, this comedian. He's going to do jokes about Down syndrome or he's going to do jokes about thalidomide or whatever it happens to be. And you're going to go, no, no, look, I'm going to show you this picture before I go in here. It's an old lady dress. Oh, I thought you meant the black one. No, this one. It's an old lady dress. Thank you. Rest my case. La, 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 la. Sorry? See? Right. Never wrong. Fashionista Steve Allen, they tell me. So, so this, this couple go to see Frankie Boyle. They just happen to get seats in the front row, and he goes into his routine about, you know, people who are different from everybody else. I suppose, had it been jokes about people with glasses, or freckles, or ginger hair, or red hair, or tall, or short, or fat, or thin, or one-armed, or, you know, only one leg. I mean, if Heather Mills was there, you'd make jokes about Heather Mills. Because there shouldn't really be anything that you can't make jokes about. Let's face it, years ago, we had a very popular series called In Loving Memory, set in a funeral parlour. And you would almost think to yourself, well, we can't go there, can we? But Thora Heard did it in Christopher Beanie, and it was very, very successful. But uh, it's the, the PC brigade now. You can't say that, can't say that. Well, don't go! If you're going to be... I mean, I think on most of these things, I think it says on the poster, if you're easily offended, don't come in. But, of course, some people want to be offended. They want to watch TV programmes that offend them so they can write, so they get a letter back, because it's probably the only letter they're ever going to get in their entire lifetime. So they write in to to sort of television... It's absolutely disgraceful. I was watching this programme the other night. And then, uh, you know, somebody said a rude word and I, I had to turn off. I had my children in the room. They were 67 and 80. Ridiculous. 
Uh, don't forget, we take all your texts in it. Oh, blimey, you're going to like the uh, the How Low today. It's a Steve Allen special. The only ray of sunshine on the horizon. It's the only thing that's going to put a smile on your face. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. OK, we weave them all into the programme. So if you want to get involved, 84850, steve at And in my special How Low competition for today, it's an Apple iPhone 3GS. Can be yours. It's got everything. Internet device. 16 gigabytes of memory. Very powerful. I wouldn't mind winning this myself. They go for pennies on the how low. And how it works is this. The person with the lowest unique bid will win it because it finishes at 10am this morning. And when I say the lowest unique bid, that's the lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. I don't have to explain it to you because it's so simple. All you do is you go into your text uh, thing and you text in how low you think it'll go. So if you think it's going to go for... One pound eighty. You text Steve, S T E V E one eight zero, and then you send that to treble eight two one eight 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 two one. If you want to bid one pound and sixpence, you text Steve one zero six, and send that to eight 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 two one. If you want to bid three, you text Steve S T V E three, and then treble eight two one. Competition ends at 10 o'clock this morning, so you've only got two and three-quarter hours to go. You must be over 16. No cheating, please. Entries are limited and cost £1.50, plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. It's nice. It's nice. Worth having. And you'll get it for absolute pennies this morning. So why not, uh, why not have a go at the Steve Allen special Howlow competition, the Apple iPhone 3GS handset. Can be yours for absolute penis. So apart from the fact that on the front page, and I'm sorry to bore you this early in the morning, I know it's not, it's not always my intention, but I'm not remotely interested in Kerry Cokehead Katona telling you about how she did coke upstairs while the kids played downstairs. I'm really not interested, love. That's your business. If you're that desperate, and I realise that she's got a new agent, and I realise that she's very good, but frankly I've read it before, I'm not interested in people who do drugs and then bore the pants off everybody else by telling us about them. I don't, I'm not interested you know, I couldn't get it to stick needles in your arm. Not my business. It's your business. You're that stupid. That's your problem. Loads of other people have had worse problems than you. You want to have been brought up, Kerry. And I'm always saying it. In the war, when people had no money, nothing, they didn't turn to drugs. You, you've had everything. And you've kind of wasted every single thing. Absolutely everything. You have... Oh, here they are again. <laughs> yes, it's Colleen Rooney. You know, because a chipmunk kind of face, Kenneth Williams kind of look, and she's pictured with, um, I don't know who it is actually. It's it's somebody else who was a, a wag. Clutch. She goes to the races. I mean, this this is class with a Matalan bag. You go to the races clutching a Matalan. I mean, hello. I mean, I don't know whether or not I'm in the real world or something because Aintree does attract all the naffos. It the hefty hideaways. They're all there wearing. It's Liverpool, I know. I mean, it is embarrassing. I said it the other day. I said, you really wouldn't want to go there because it's, it drags out all the uglies. They all come out and they're putting on clothes which are just wholly inappropriate. Wholly inappropriate. Oh, talk of wholly inappropriate. Here they are, the British Soap Awards. And, uh, oh, Kim Marsh is out again, dragging her weary carcass down the red carpet. Why don't you just stay at home, dear, with the children? You're in a soap. End of... Although I noticed that you've got another dreary Marco Pierre White programme coming up. My God, it's a bunch of no-hopers. Including, and I wish she'd stay in more, Ruth Langsford. You know, really. God, dear. The same old... And Nancy DeLolio. Sorry, what was it you were famous for, Nancy? Oh, you had an affair with Sven. I remember now. And that is your claim to fame. 
It's a bit tragic, isn't it? 16 past 7. Morning, everybody. Uh, Paul loves the uh, the in-conversations, the reruns with Dara and Letitia. He said, you mentioned the Gaumont State Cinema in Kilburn. Have you any idea what's happening? The last I heard, he said it was going to be a church. Well, strange enough, Paul, the last I heard it was going to be a church. It's a huge, vast place. I don't know if you've... If, if you go onto the internet and to Google and you type in Gaumont State Kilburn, it's, it's the days of the Picture Palace. It's the days that many of you over the age of 40, 45 will remember because it was vast. I think it was one of the last places that Laurel and Hardy played in the country. I think everybody's played there. It's got the biggest marble reception and a big staircase that goes up. I mean, it's just huge. I mean, I think what they should do, if it's not going to be a church, and frankly, I find it quite ironic that we're turning churches into flats and now we're turning theatres into churches. And I'd quite like to see it restored back as, as a cinema. The problem is, with all these huge places, and every town centre had one, be it a, a Gaumont State or a, a Biograph or whatever it happened to be, there's nowhere to park. And the thousands of people who would go to the Gaumont State, you know, every night of the week, well, they didn't have cars. Nobody had cars in those days. And that's why. Because now you're driving around, and in some places like Richmond, they've actually got... 24-hour parking. You have to pay. You can't just drive into Richmond at 9 o'clock at night and think, I'll leave the car here. Because they charge you. We were in the City of London yesterday. We had to try and find somewhere that was free because they've got traffic wardens on a Sunday. Small wonder tourism's going down the Swanee. Why don't these councils who are just greed personified, you know, leave us alone and let, on a Sunday, families go out and enjoy parking? You know, double yellow here, double yellow there, can't park there, can't park there. Covent Garden is the most stupid place I've ever seen in my life. Because on one side of the road where I park, it's Covent Garden, and you can't park on a Sunday unless you pay. On the other side of the road, it's free. But nobody tells them that. Off King's Road, same as it up, up there. It's just ridiculous. Why can't we just have it free on a Sunday, like it used to be? Used to be free on a Sunday and Saturday after one thirty. Now thieving councils want to take all the money off you. But Covent Garden, the stupidest thing. One side of the road here, pay. Other side, free. There's no sign that tells you you've got to read the sign. Well, if you live there, you're uh, well, oh, no. well, I don't know anybody who's rich enough to live off the King. Do you live off the King's Road? God, you must be... Yeah, I know where you live, Johnny. I've seen your place. I'd never actually seen a starter home till I saw Johnny's. I had to Google Earth it. And in fact, if, 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 you, if, you, if you're too quick, you move over it. It's gone. Because I thought you'd have acres, you know, out the back and all that kind of stuff. Letitia Dean was saying she'd love to buy an eight-bedroom house in the Cotswolds. And I thought, I would, but who would you share it with? Who would you go and live down in the Cotswolds? It's lovely, these, some of these places, but not, uh, I don't know. Actually, they always say if you live in London, you don't need a car anyway. Because you can go and rent a car. I think where, where, where Darren is, they've got one of these car-sharing places at the end. And you just go and um, and sort of move... You know, you just sort of go and get get a key or something, and you and you and you buy that, and then you rent the car for a few hours. I think that's a fantastic idea. I do need a car. I do need a car. I, I do enjoy bringing my car. Are you selling your car? God, how are people going to move around here, Caroline? Without you, the Caroline Removal Service Company Limited. You know, Sam Pittis is an A and E. Did you know that? Just thought I'd mention it now while we're sort of doing because Sam Pittis would have done the. Uh, the, uh, the horse racing on Friday, but he wasn't very well the other week. And then apparently at five o'clock this morning, he goes to A&E. So we wish him better. He's not sure what it is. I don't think they're sure what it is. So anyway, we, sh- we shall find out a little bit later. Uh, the way- Richard Hakeer looked a bit queasy earlier on. There must be something doing the rounds. Because I didn't feel 100% yesterday. 
I, I woke up quite early in the morning and I thought, oh, I'll watch a bit of television. I thought, I'll have some fruit. And I thought, oh, I can't really... You know, when you get a craving for fruit... And then other days you think, if I have a bit of fruit, I'm going to be ill, I'm afraid. So, uh, so that was yesterday. And now everybody else is going sick. A friend of mine I should have been having lunch with yesterday, he went ill at the last minute. And I think it's this cold that's, uh, that's doing the round. Not good. Not good. But the weather today, what can we offer you, ladies and gentlemen? I can tell you dry, with bright or sunny spells. A bit chilly out there at the moment. I need to put gloves on. A lot of cloud around at times as well. Maximum 14, which is colder than yesterday. Currently at 6. Sunset is 1948 tonight. The evening will see cloud lowering from the east of town, with perhaps a few outbreaks of a light rain. Minimum 5, colder than last night. And tomorrow, Monday, cloudy and cool start to the day, but it should be dry. As the day goes by, the cloud will break down to allow some sunshine. Tuesday, here we go, cloudy and cool with showers. Wednesday, mostly dry. Thursday, staying dry with a strong wind. It's all very, it's all all over the place, this uh, this weather we've got at the moment, isn't it? But it was nice. Yes, I have seen the uh, the lineup, and I can't remember which paper gave me the lineup for Marco Pierre White's new cookery programme, because I'm not a Marco Pierre White fan. I'm just sorry, I'm just, I'm bored with cookery programmes. They go, come on, come on, come on, come on, and you think, oh, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. And uh, here's, um, oh, Kelly Brook again. I thought she'd gone to Australia, was that just us hoping? And here he is, macho cage fighter. Alex Reed screaming like a girl on a white knuckle ride. Katie Price's hubby yelled in terror and Katie covered her eyes. I think she was trying to protect the fake hair at the back from, uh, from the water. And they went on the Alton Towers ride, but Alex screamed like a girl. No big surprise there. Here's lovely Susan Boyle, who had a four-letter rant at Heathrow, doing her usual... Oh, here's me doing my, you know, putting a hand behind her head and doing that peculiar wiggle she does. Not normal, is it, I'm afraid? And, um, and Bangkok where it's all going on. Twelve people were found dead last night after security forces fought pitched battles in the streets. Now, Paul Savory's over there at the moment. Now, I think he's moved from Bangkok, and I think he's gone to Tokyo. And I think from there he's going to Vietnam. So we'll have to, uh, we'll have to wait and see. We'll try and catch up with him. He could, yes, because Johnny's, uh, Johnny's going on uh, holiday, sort of. It's not a holiday, it's work. Well, he's going to be sitting on beaches most of the time. That's not holiday. Well, that is holiday, isn't it? Although I don't do beaches... You don't really need to sit on a beach. You spend most of your time on sunbeds anyway. And uh, ever since I've known... I've never seen him pale. I mean, I'm sure if you scrape that colour off underneath there, there is... A, that's not natural at all. You've been, you've been sunbathing for years and doing that. Ridiculous. Eddie says, I saw the Beatles at the Gaumont State Theatre in the 60s. Ah! And Steve... Says Regina, I'm, uh, give me a laugh before I go to face the public. The Great Antiques Fair in Sarat... In Hertfordshire. I'm having lunch with the gorgeous Celia on Tuesday. Ah, Steve, spare change. Your local pub will take it. I don't want to give it to the pub. I want to keep it myself. I go and take it to these machines that Sainsbury's have got, and I empty it in there, and I pay 7p in the pound or 8p or whatever it is for them to change it up. It's only because I can't be bothered to sit there on the floor, and I've done it before. You know where you count out your pennies and you get the little plastic... Ba- Who can be bothered? Who can be bothered? I can't be doing with that kind of thing. I've got my change, I empty it into bags, and I stagger in trying to look all casual in Sainsbury's looking like Edna, the inebriate woman, and I stagger up to the cash machine, and then it's got a sign on it, out of order. You know, oh. Or failing that, you start emptying all the the money in, and then the pound shoots full up. My gran does that with five p. Did she say five p's? Oh, lovely. Bit of a worry, isn't it? <laughs> when we, we went to Hong Kong, when we came back years ago, my... I can't remember who it was. It might have been my auntie on my father's side. I think it might have been, yeah, Auntie Reed and Uncle John. And what they'd done is, for me, they bought me a set of encyclopedias. 
don't even know where they are. I wonder where they are now. And I got the complete set. And my brother, because I thought he, he got the better end of the deal, got some really tall piggy banks full of pennies. And he had about three or four of them, because every, I think every day they, they, they put a penny in this thing. So it built up. Didn't he had more money than I did. I mean, I got the encyclopedias, but frankly, I'd rather have had the pennies. And, uh, and then my brother started saving money, started collecting pennies. And so he used to clean them. Well, the one thing you should never do with old pennies is clean them because people like them old. The only thing you're supposed to do it with is a toothbrush and you just clean off a bit of the dirt. But you don't polish them with Duraglit. He polished it so they were shining like brand-new pennies. Thin as anything. Not so good. Uh, Anna Friel is living with her breakfast at Tiffany's Co-Star in her Hollywood home. So uh, that's not... I don't really care. It's not going to change your life, is it? not going to change mine, I'm afraid. Joanna Lumley. You know, I went through my, my uh, photo album the other day. I was having a, a reminisce moment. And there's a lovely picture of me dip them in Coke. That's some sort of Kerry Katona gag or something. Dip them in Coke. Coca-Cola, you mean. Oh, right. Yes, penny. you can do that with pennies, can't you? Because apparently there's, there's something in Coke which sort of cleans them off. Sounds a bit worrying, doesn't it? I have, I have heard of that before. You could use Coca-Cola for cleaning all sorts of things. Cleaning up your bathroom taps. Apparently very popular. Also terribly expensive, you know. Let's pour a litre and a half of Coke over the taps. But uh, as I've got a picture of me and Joanna Lumley when we opened a store years ago, th- 25 years ago, in the, uh, in the Tottenham Court Road. She's 63 now, which I find a little bit worrying, because I thought I was way, way younger than her. Obviously not. Obviously not, I'm afraid. Here's sort of poor old Colleen. They say, favourite to win the fashion stakes. Who wrote this? Kate Manzi. It's an old lady dress, Kate. It's an old lady dress. Don't be silly. Ridiculous. Uh, Callum Best's mother has pleaded with him to be a proper father to his estranged daughter for it's too late. I'm not interested in Callum Best. I always thought he was a waste of space. So many of them are. Aren't they? They're not they're not just all there, I'm afraid, these people. They just they want to be on television and they can't be on television and so they just they just behave badly. And people don't have any I don't know, they just don't have any sort of responsibilities nowadays. I don't know why. I don't know why people don't have any responsibilities. Fiona McIntosh was talking about Holby City actress <laughs> Patsy Kensett's fourth marriage said to be on life support with Patsy's past record and the fact that husband's number four is notorious party boy DJ Jeremy Healy. The prognosis sounds a bit more like DOA. And Bruce Forsyth, king of the rubbish jokes, as he finds X Factor embarrassing. Fiona says he clearly hasn't heard the one about the pot calling the kettle black. Anybody see those dreadful, dreadful, dreadful roasting programmes? Had Bruce Forsyth, Chris Tarrant and uh, Sharon Osbourne. They obviously couldn't get anybody decent. And so they had to go for the lowest common denominator. Oh, Whale's off again. Is Whale out there again? Do you know, every week James Whale phones... It's be- I'm beginning to feel like I'm stalked. I've had to start... Do you, know, you know when you leave the house in the morning? I've had to start putting bits of cotton across all the doorways. So when I go back, if the cotton is still there, I'm pretty safe. But I'll just get this... It's a bit stalked. He's getting a little bit... St- I'm trying to sort of, you know, remonstrate with myself and say, don't worry, see, he, he just likes you, he's a fan. You know, I'm a fan of his, reading his autobiography. Well, I would if somebody hadn't pinched it back out of my pigeonhole, but there you go. And uh, he's off with David Jensen today to play. Oh, it's nice, David. Watch him. He'll, he'll, he'll be betting on everything. Absolutely betting on everything. And they're going to play Robin Hood. He says, ringing your my show with updates is better than Twitter. <laughs> it's more instant, isn't it? Do you think that's funny? I think that's quite funny. I remember a friend of mine saying to me, you, you, you were chatting away on the programme, and then, then I sent a text, and then you mentioned it. And, uh, and she said it sounded really funny, she said, because it was as if you were talking to me. 
I said, who do you think I was talking to? Of course I was talking to you. So when, when James Whale texts us in and sometimes phones and we get to speak to him on a Thursday, it's a bit personal because I don't do it on his programme because he doesn't have the, uh, the sort of the space for me to phone up and go, say, how are you doing, James? Whereas on this programme, it's a Sunday morning, it's quite nice, it's going to be a nice day, not as hot as yesterday, but still room, James, for undoing an extra button on the shirt. You know, I quite like that idea. What's, uh, what's, what's David wearing today? Will he be, I bet it's corduroy. He'll be wearing corduroy. Yes, are they dressed as Robin Hood? I'd love to know, actually, what, what James... I was going to ask him about the roasting, because he must have seen these roasting programmes. They do them much better in America. Over here, I just thought they, they were taking the mickey, I'm afraid, out of poor Bruce Forsyth. When it got to Sharon Osbourne, I'd heard all the jokes before, I'm afraid. Which means they're very old. I've started being abusive to cyclists. Riding at night with no lights. There's loads of them. You see them everywhere doing that. Stupid, ignorant people. There was one here, died. He was riding on the A419 in Swindon with no lights, got run over by a horse box. Not surprised. You know, and you think to yourself, put lights on your... If I was driving down the road in my car, or you were in your car with no lights on, we'd be pulled over by the police. The police would spend all shift pulling motor, pulling cyclists who've got no lights on. And also wearing dark clothes as yes. well, which seems to make it even worse. Dim, dim... I shouted at one the other day. I did shout at one. And I shouted at another one for going at a woman. A woman with panniers and all the rest, going down Chiswick High Road, with shopping all over it, highly illegal and dangerous, and jumps red lights while I wind down the window. Well, I pushed a button, and the window went down. I said, red lights! She looked at me like I was stupid, and I thought, next time you're going to get knocked over, darling, and you'll be the first one to go running to your insurance company. Anyway, nice to see you. You raise a fair point. It's, well, it's true. They, yeah, they, yeah. they should put lights on their, on their bikes. Have you got a bicycle? Uh, I don't, actually. No. no. I have to admit. I'm, I'm a bit of a car man. I do like... Well, I am as well, but I keep lazy like I that. should buy one. Mm. I, I, I look at them longingly as people get off the train in the morning with their little fold-away Bromptons. And, I th- and then I look at the price of these things. It's about two grand. Yeah. For a bicycle, I'm thinking, do I really want to spend that much money? Am I that desperate to get, you know, legs like tree trunks? Well, I think the fold-up ones, it's not that easy to go a long way on them because they've got quite a small wheelbase, haven't they? So they are small wheel. Oh, I never thought about that. Yeah. Oh, you think you can't go a long way if you've got a small wheelbase? I think they're better just for sort of sh- very short little bursts of commuting. I may be wrong. Yeah. Certainly one of my colleagues Because the producer has thinks that. That I'd look quite nice with one with a little basket at the front. <laughs> she's, she's a rather sick person, let me tell you. And lycra. Actually, talking of lycra, you know that uh, uh, one of our... Rick Kelsey's cycling across America. I know he is, yes, He sent yes. me a photo this morning of him uh, and two of his mates. Is he still all right? Because I was a bit worried about him. Yeah, I think they, they... One of them's had his wallet pinched. OK. You know, it seems to be... What is, isn't it funny? Every time I go out, people say to me, oh, I had my wallet pinched. I came in the other morning and there's three girls staggering down here from a club and one went... One screaming down the road, you got my bag! And the other one went, no. She went... And then she said a rude word. Somebody's nicked it. And I thought... Why, why, why take a bag out? If you're going to get into that state. Exactly. Don't, if, you, if you are, don't get yourself drunk. I'm constantly touching mine when I'm out. And other people's. You know, <laughs> just, just to find out. I get paranoid over my wallet. I do as well. I, to to you, tap my pockets wait, to make wait, sure I've got everything. Have you seen people who keep it in their back pocket? I wouldn't do that. It's who just... keeps a wallet in the back pocket? Very Caroline. nickable. Yeah. It is. Somebody can come up and they can... And I've seen pickpockets, professional pickpockets, who do it for, a, you know, for an mm. entertainment. And they can take ties off, glasses, cufflinks... Artful sh- Dodger-esque figures. Unbelievable. So to take a wallet is easy peasy. Yeah, it's not good. But I'm glad, going back to what you were saying before, that Rick's OK, though, because the way he said with his training, how his two mates were about 12 times fitter than him and were about 20 miles ahead every time yeah. they went on a practice run. I'm glad he's... And he does have athlete's foot at the moment. 
I mean, I've heard more about his athlete's foot than I care to talk about. <laughs> every time I talk, I go, how's the athlete's foot? And he goes, well, it's getting a bit better. Delightful. He didn't take anything with him. And every time he goes somewhere, they, they shed some more stuff because they've suddenly realised that they've taken loads with them and he's filled up his little panniers. Mm, I mean, cycling all the way down the West Coast is quite full on. Yeah, but it is to raise money for charity. It so is. 5,000 yes. 5, quid they're hoping to raise. So good for them. Good on them, absolutely. So, now, I, I, only, just finally, you, you just said, I said, if you had a busy week, and you went, yeah, really busy week. There's a pic- picture of the paper today of hard-working Cheryl Cole. I'm sorry, darling, I don't want to be rude to you, but your idea of hard-working is getting on a plane, doing a five-minute appearance on a German TV show, and getting back on a plane. Really hard work, love. You want to get out there and do a day's work like normal people. <laughs> God, dear. You want to see what, you know, poor boy here has had to do all this week. Rushing around, but it's all good. It's all yeah. good. I wouldn't want it any other way. Steve. No, absolutely, and it keeps you fit. Well, ish. Well, I often meant to ask about your watch strap. Mm-hmm. Should you buy another one that fits? It's a bit... Yeah, my, I've got very dainty wrists, very yeah. small wrists so for a bloke. So you have to tuck it under... Why do you take it to, to a, it a jeweller and say, can you make it smaller? I should do, because I did like this watch. It was an 18th birthday present many years ago from yeah. uh, my parents, so I get, did like get the watch, them to, but... If, if, if Mummy Hargreaves is listening... <laughs> Can you just persuade him next time you talk to him to take some of the links out so it fits his wrist? Well, it is my birthday on Wednesday, so maybe a cheap gift could be just to have this made smaller. That's all we need now, his birthday on Wednesday. <laughs> now, there's no excuse for not sending a card now. That would be nice. All right, kiddo. See you later. Cheers, buddy. Thanks, Thank mate. Thank you, Russell. Birthday on Wednesday. I dread to ask which one. Is it? 32. Is it? Mm. Friday. Not far off me, then. Anyway, oh, moving on to other things. <laughs> I said that to somebody the other day and they laughed. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Lawrence says, um, is there any way you could get to talk to Brendan from Coach Trip again? You've been watching Coach Trip. Have you been watching it? It's been very, very interesting this week. They're such awful people. <laughs> I mean, this series of Coach Trip, I think they are even worse than I ever thought possible. I mean, they really are just, just dreadful. They are the rejects from the Jeremy Kyle show. <laughs> They're just horrible people. There's no, there's no sort of saving grace with any of them. They've all got issues and they're just, they're just horrid. And they can't seem to get on with anybody. And I, I, I sort of worry about it a little bit. Uh, Steve, says Michael, hope you're well and in fine fettle this morning. Uh, here's a poem that came to me the other day. As a woman crossed the road in front of me wearing those strange new trainers with the convex soles. He says, I wouldn't normally choose to write on this topic, but the poem came, so I did. Lovely. They're called Super Shoes. This is the, uh, the poem, OK? The latest gimmick so they say, designed to burn the fat away, are scientific walking shoes. They guarantee that you will lose pounds and pounds of excess weight while helping to improve your gait. I'm dubious, if I may add, about this fitness footwear fad. I'm anxious to find out the truth. I'd like some more conclusive proof. Do these extraordinary souls assist you in achieving goals? Will each pair of these plimsolls owned give you a body trimmed and toned? Unsightly cellulite deplete as you go pounding down the street? How does their groundbreaking design improve the posture of your spine? Will these new trainers really work or leave you feeling like a burk? Because you've shelled out all that dough, no major benefit to show... Are they for real, do you suppose? Or are they just the king's new clothes? Thank you, Michael. Strangely enough, I was, I was listening to the song about the king's new clothes the other day because I've got a version by Rolf Harris. And that's the story of the little boy. The, the, the king was going out there and he, he, was, he was naked. And everybody was going, oh, lovely clothes, lovely clothes. Except this little boy. He went, the king is in the altogether, the altogether. And so it went on. So that's why I was reminded of that. Isn't it strange? These things that come back to haunt you at the most inopportune moment. Uh, Jenny says, 
I was totally speechless when I saw Jeff Brazier doing a programme on the telly about bringing families back together. Whose idea was it to use him, I asked myself. I don't know. Anybody. It's, it's, we're, we're in the age of, uh, of sort of the desperate, I'm afraid. Anybody can be a television presenter. You just have to go out with somebody who's famous or, uh, or be with somebody who's famous or have a fling with somebody who's famous and the next minute you're a famous person. It's immensely sad. This picture of um, uh, somebody in the paper... What was the picture of the paper today? I was going... Uh, I whizzed through the papers as quickly as I could. Oh, that's right. It's a picture of Jeff Brazier coming back with Stacey Solomon. You know, because what they've got to talk about, I've got no idea. I saw her on a television programme. She can't string two words together, poor soul. And uh, they're just finishing the, uh, the X Factor tour. Jeff Brazier is the, uh, the one who's about 95, but uh, he's sort of got the little boy's haircut of 15. It's the kind of thing you'd give your son if you really want him to look a bit nerdy. Uh, and here's Katie Price. Me and Alex, Alex and I, want kids. We're trying to, let's hope, let's hope. I don't know why Alex Reed's getting a bit worried about Katie Price having children. Everybody she's been with, she has children with, Alex, so uh, you'll be no different, love. It's just that in about a year's time, you won't be together and she'll be moaning on. And, of course, she was complaining the other day, as one of the papers pointed out, about how she's worried the kids are going to be kidnapped. And somebody said, well, if you stop parading them through the magazines and on TV programmes, you might actually, you know, sort of be in a better opportunity. But at the moment, she just shoves them into every, uh, every magazine cover and anything she can think of. Awful. Mark Owen's been taken back for good by his long-suffering wife. Well, of course he has. There was never any, never any doubt in my mind that, uh, that they wouldn't get back together. Listen, everybody strays, don't they? A little slurp of my tea this morning. I thought everybody strayed. I didn't think it was possible... For people not to stray, even if people say, oh, I'm in, a, I'm in a, you know, a relationship. And then after a while, they sort of, they get bored. And I suppose it's the case in, if, if you're a famous person and you're touring, it's great because you're touring and you've got all that love and affection. Then the moment it stops, you're back to reality. That's why Robbie Williams is only any good when he's touring. When, it, when he's actually not touring, he's bored out of his mind. So they don't, they don't know what to do. They don't have any, uh, any sort of, you know, it's not like people like us who have a who have a job. They don't have jobs. Their their job is going in the recording studio, and then what do we, they finish in the recording studio? And they go right. Are, are we touring? And they go well, actually, not till next year. So what do you do? You go out shopping. You go to nightclubs. You pick up inappropriate girls, and they sell stories. Brian in Hampton Hill says, "Did Mrs. Rooney top her outfit off with a hat with six pounds of fruit and veg on?" It's just, it's just the worst outfit ever. I'm going to show it to Judy Peasgood. She would agree with me. Everybody agrees. I'm never wrong when it comes to fashion. I, I wish people had asked me about fashion, because I have been known to go up behind people in the street and go, excuse me, are you blind? You know, I like to say that to them. Or failing that, you know, did you get dressed in the dark? Or you really think that colour suits you? Or my favourite one is, you're too fat to be wearing it. Always works. Always works. They always look at me and give me a mouthful of abuse. Janice in Crouch Hill says, I saw my first ballet at the Gaumont State, Capelia. In 1947, I was entranced by the foyer and inspired my love of theatre. Going to see Buddy this afternoon. Oh, is that the one at the, um, the, the little version? Oh, you'll love that. Alison says, I live off the King's Road. Parking's a nightmare. It's hard to find, and when, when you found it, it's extortionate. And I've heard there are car parking spaces available for £9,000 on Park Lane. I would think that was immensely cheap, £9,000. I've heard of uh, car parking spaces going for... I've, I've heard of people who buy a flat in London, which comes with a parking space. They don't drive, and they sell the parking space for thirty thousand a year. You know, we're always getting in inquiries at home for people saying, "I'm willing to buy your space." Nice, isn't it? It's quite caring. Please say hello to uh, where 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 Johnny is. He doesn't need to worry because there's uh, parking any old you park it in any old field around there, don't they? Really? And you've got to drive. 
You've got a drive? Have you really? Is it in an out drive or just an in? Right, it's, it's not semi-circular park in front of the house under the canopy. Right, there's only one entrance. Because they, they do have a garage, but they can't use it. Because uh, it's turned in, it's got a dartboard and a bar. It's just so Essex, isn't it? The more you think about it, the more bizarre it becomes. Please say hello to Carmen in Bexley. She stopped me in Orpington for market research. And we spent half an hour talking about your show, Sir Cheryl. How wise. Only half an hour. I'm a little bit worried by that. I thought you could have... I'm doing the travel. I'm just trying to... Oh, ugh, there was something here. I was just... Oh, it's Kerry Katona again. Tells of marriage misery. Oh, shut up. Shut up. Morning, everybody. Nice to have your company. It's 12 minutes to 8. It's Steve Allen's Sunday breakfast. Nice to have your company. I trust you're well. If you're sort of suffering from last night, I have no sympathy. When I come in in the morning, on a Sunday, I had to go past two bus stops at Trafalgar Square, and there they all are, last night's drunks, sort of slumped over each other, and you think, and you're going to go home and go, I had a really great night last night. And I'm thinking, but I'm going to be awake for the day. I've got the whole day to enjoy, which is lovely. Andrew Pierce and friends with you after the news at 10 o'clock this morning. And uh, John Warrington's in doing travel with Adrian Mills. Adrian Mills will hold the programme together, but John, who is the expert on travel, will answer all your questions. He was the one who advised us last week, and we said to people, go to Sharm el-Sheikh. Uh, the one thing that you'll discover in Sharm el-Sheikh and Dubai is the astronomical price that they charge for booze, because they're Muslim countries. They charge an arm and a leg, sometimes two arms and two legs. And so the advice was, if you're going to Sharm el-Sheikh, take your booze with you. It's perfectly all right. It's perfectly legal. You don't have to smuggle it in. It's, it's OK. You can take that in. It's not an EU country or anything like that. So he said, take, you know, if you drink whiskey, take a bottle of whiskey, take a box of wine, take anything. Because the cheapest wine that you'll find over in Sharm el-Sheikh will be about £28 a bottle. And that'll be for the cheapest stuff. It just goes up and up and up and up because it attracts a lot of people there. A lot of Russians go there now. They couldn't care less. Uh, how uh, how much things cost, whereas we're, we're a little bit more careful. I mean, I would object. I, mean, I, f- I find it bad enough going to a restaurant and paying £30 for a bottle of wine, which I know I could probably get down the road for eight. I think the mar- I know they have markups. I understand how it works. I've just become a bit a bit mean, I'm afraid. A little bit mean. Oh, incidentally, the cost of cremation is soaring because... Why? Because we're getting bigger. Apparently, we're eating more. And having seen that Kentucky Fried Chicken sandwich-type thing the other day, I can only assume we're going to turn into the nation of lardies like the Americans, who are vast. And this was two pieces of Kentucky Fried Chicken with bacon and cheese in the middle. It made me feel ill just looking at it. And it was a whopping 1,280 calories. I think your daily intake is one nine or something like that. But uh, either way, huge, huge amount. And I thought, why would you ever want to eat this? Why would you ever want to eat it. Why would you ever want to take Meow Meow? But every day I open up the papers and there's somebody else taking Meow Meow and the parents have got, well, no idea they were doing drugs. Well, if they're going off to a disco, there's a very good chance they're doing drugs. Most people do. There's a young man in the paper today, 17, fit, healthy, wanted to join the Marines and then he decided to go to the gym. And what did he take in the gym? Steroids. What happened next? Killed by steroids. Dead at 17. What a waste. 17. And that's what happens. You go to a lot of gyms and there'll always be somebody who can get you steroids. And the problem is, and the big problem with steroids, apart from that you bulk up very quickly, is sterility, gangrene, ulcers, vein damage, acne, uh, male breast growth, but the worst, mood swings. You can go from being quite calm to completely losing it. And I mean completely losing it. You'd have to be a fool 
nowadays to go to any gym and take steroids, but people supply them. In fact, you could probably do an undercover programme on television tomorrow. You could just pick ten gyms at random and you would probably find there'd be somebody in there who could get hold of steroids. Supposed to carry a 14-year jail and unlimited uh, fine, but uh, very rarely do they catch these people. They just go, oh, just, just did that once. But at 17, kind of a waste. But you feel like saying to them, how much more information can you give young people now? I mean, unless you're completely stupid, you know that if you take a lot of drugs, they're going to kill you. Something is going to happen. And I don't know how much more we can do. Every time the parents say, well, here is a picture of our son or daughter before they died, or in, in a few cases, this is a picture of them after we'd taken them off the life support machine and they were dead, and we're hoping that's a deterrent. Appears not to be a deterrent. People, you know, you could show people dead bodies until the cows came home, and it wouldn't make the slightest difference. They would still carry on taking drugs. It's like smoking. Strangely enough, Kerry Dreary Katona, droning on about her dreary life the other day, was saying she found it easier... To, uh, to give up smoking than to get rid of the husband. I thought, well, that's why you're the person you are. That's why you're the person you are. Uh, John Partridge has had uh, a wizard time as a judge on Over the Rainbow, but worries the good times may not last. He's on there with lovely Sheila Hancock and Charlotte, I'll just have another drinky poos, Church, and she's still smoking as well. But the, the trouble is it swings and roundabouts, John. Absolutely swings and roundabouts. Uh, everybody wants it to keep going. But it, it'll probably, you know, it'll, you'll have this now and then you'll do something else and then it, will, then it will happen again. Do you know, which is the sexiest accent on the television? I'm often worried about this. Having seen the programme of Abby Clancy on Parent Trip the other day with her mum, I thought the Liverpool accent on women is absolutely the worst accent I've ever heard. It really is. It just sounds awful. But apparently the sexiest accent is Geordie. Way, eh? Canny lad, bake a groove. And it's all because of Anton Deck. But have you noticed that Ant and Deck are quite clever? They sort of become professional Geordies. They don't live in Geordie land. They live down in Chiswick, you know, because we're like posh now. I don't know where that accent was going. But uh, their distinctive tones have helped the once unacceptable twang take the top spot in a poll of 5,000 Brits. Well-known Newcastle phrases such as Gizzatab, excuse me, could you spare me a cigarette, are very popular. And uh, how doing the Chinese pet... Would you like to go out to dinner tonight, darling? Was the one that won people over. The result sees the North East City overtake Edinburgh, which won a similar poll last year. You see, I'd, uh, strangely enough, Bradford, Wakefield, Dundee, Sunderland and Newport were declared no-go places for being ugly, boring and dangerous. And that's just the women. Ah! <laughs> Sorry, I just have to... They're just places I don't want to go to. Although we did like Nottingham the other week. We like Nottingham. We like Nottingham. I thought it was going to be awful, because somebody did say to me once, the only reason... And the, I love the Welsh. Oh, I do love the Welsh. There's something about the Welsh I like. I remember seeing all these programmes on the telly when most Welsh women seem to drink themselves into oblivion every Friday and Saturday night. And, and, and there was a programme... They do so! I know people who go drinking in pubs and then get speaking to people and end up getting a free drink because they say they know me. I know that person. Yeah! Well, who was that, Caroline, I asked myself. <laughs> People talk... Why they talk about me in pubs? I've got no idea. You must try it, Johnny. Go into pubs and sort of say, uh, I know Steve Allen. Next thing, you'll get a free drink. Caroline did that. She gets a free drink. Free drink. I said, well, who was this person? Some stranger in a pub. The trouble is, you know, that's, that's, that's the nice thing about pubs, isn't it? You go in, you don't know anybody. You have three or four drinks, and immediately you know everybody. And they're all your bestest friends. So much so that if you're a bloke, you then go to the toilet and you're chatting. You're standing next to them and chatting away. And, they, and they're, they're your new best friend, whereas an hour before, you never even knew them. 
It's what I like. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Don't forget my how low today. My how low is a fantastic, if you've just woken up, Come on, rub the sleep from your eye. I thought I've got, I've got a weepy eye at the moment. It's not conjunctivitis. But for the last couple of days, it started sort of, you know, I think, actually, it might be. I might have a sty or something like that. Because it started weeping a little bit. I thought, oh, dear. So annoying. So annoying. But uh, it's the Apple iPhone 3GS handset. My great pleasure to be able to give it to you. And uh, the person with the lowest unique bid will win. That's the lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Got everything. Phone, camera, MP3 player, internet device, 16 gigabytes of memory. Plenty of room for music, videos and photos. And all you do is every time you plug it into your computer, it backs it up. So it's always there. Absolutely wonderful. Hammer will come down at 10 o'clock this morning. person with the lowest unique bid will win the lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. To play this one, all you do is text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, and then your bid in pence. So if you want to bid... Uh, 42 pence, you text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, 42, and then send that to treble eight two one eight 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 two one. Competition ends at 10am this morning. You must be over 16, please. Entries are limited and cost pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Looks fantastic. I mean, if you've not had an iPhone... Once you've had an iPhone, I can tell you through bitter experience... You won't want another one. And I used to change my phones all the time. All the time. I have seen, I don't know if you've been to the LBC website, there's a lovely little film of Darren playing with Ashley Tabor's iPad. I'd have spirited it away. Do you know, Ashley, it was here one minute, it's gone. Don't know where it's gone. No idea. That would have ended up back at home with me. But uh, he's playing with that and you can go and have a look and decide if you want to to go for the, the iPad. I'm definitely going to buy one. I wasn't going to buy one last week. I've now decided I am. Depends when they release them, because they haven't given us a date or or anything else. Shame, really. Mm. Apparently, don't bother going to Sharm El Sheikh, says Michael. Go next door to uh, Elat. Famous Carmel wines, about £7 a bottle, and the girls are prettier. Yes, th- this, th- this friend of ours is going on his honeymoon. I don't think it's going to make any difference whether or not the girls are prettier next door. <laughs> He's not going to be looking. And well done. Stacey Solomon's got a good booking. She's at Potter's Holiday Camp, Lowestoft, in May. So that's, that's a good one, isn't it? You've been there, haven't you? Potter, I tell you, I'm there. Potter's Holiday Camp. That's the one for me. Heidi, hi. Ladies and gentlemen, Stacey Solomon. Whoa! <laughs> And then it sings, and then you wish it didn't. Apparently Caroline was in the States when the iPad was launched. Just crazy, she went, just crazy place. All these people going around with iPads, it was just wonderful. Ooh, you've got an iPad, I don't know. But I know Steve Allen. Oh, have a drink. <laughs> yes, sorry. It's LBC 97.3. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. Four minutes past eight. As Kevin O'Sullivan says, writing for today, over the rainbow... He says, this, uh, for some reason, the first of Lord Andy's special missions featured the clone-like West End wannabes down on the farm mucking out pigsties. What that's got to do with appearing in a West End show, I must ask Elaine Page, did you have to do that, dear, before you appeared in Evita? And the answer is, no, you didn't. But uh, sadly, they have to do it. And he says here, if these desperados were asked to show their commitment by shooting their mothers, I suspect none of them would hesitate. Take aim, fire. Just like get the job on the television. And Charlotte Church wheeling out that silly old line, you made that song your own. (laughs) 
Garden Evan Charlotte, come up with something original, love, please. Anyway, nice of you company. Sunday morning. <laughs> good morning. Good morning, Julie P's good. <laughs> She's actually set to be the new Saturday night chat show, oh, show host. I do oh, hope apparently. not. I know, I do I know, hope I know. not. I'm so sorry. I, I think the, the Welsh warbler who spends most of her time face down in the gutter is, is not... I mean, she's even built her own pub at the end of her house now to save her being photographed by the paparazzi oh, coming no. out of the local. Yeah. Oh. Her, her mum's got a pub. It's, it's a nice pub, actually. All the furniture's screwed to the floor. You know, <laughs> safer that way, I think, in Wales. <laughs> nice area, yes, yes. Is it Mumbles? Oh, Was that the way they all talk? <laughs> oh, sorry, at Swansea. Do beg your pardon. Anyway. Back to access. Listen, I heard you before the news talking about um, the line-up for um, Marco Pierre White's yes. new show. It's actually News of the World, page 25. Would you like me to, to list the lot? OK, go, go, go through it slowly okay. so I could savour every one of them. OK, Carol Smiley. God, dear. He what? describes her as blinking. Blinkered. Yeah, I think she's blinkered. Smiley, smiley, Carol, smiley. <laughs> yes. um, Russell Grant, he thinks is a special guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ruth Langsford, nice lady. <laughs> he says Alex Fern's competitive. Oh, he's the he was the co- um, was he Corrie? Uh, I'm just having a loop. Oh no, he was EastEnders, wasn't he, Alex? He said Ferns. he'd never heard of Alex Fern. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, he was EastEnders. He EastEnders. Was EastEnders. He, he was yeah. a baddie. Yeah, yeah, Trevor in EastEnders. Uh, yes, Nancy Delolio. Oh, what is she uh, famous for? I slept with Sven Goran Eriksson, and that, that's it. Yeah, well, he says she's got no chemistry. Not at all, so she's got no nothing. <laughs> I saw her being interviewed by, by Drea's Morgan, and frankly, it was the most boring piece of twaddle I'd ever seen in my life. Is that your nickname for him? That's very good. What, Drea's Morgan? Drea's Morgan, I like he's that. Sa- the trouble is, they cannot get guests for his programme of the calibre he wants. He's, yeah. he, the trouble is, he wants to be upmarket, but he's very much downmarket. Mm-hmm. And nobody is willing to... To, I Nobody's mean, I wonder willing to what go. they pay, just out of interest. For that show, yeah. I would think, I would think it could be about twenty grand. Yeah, yeah. I would think. Yeah. Yes, and yes. I mean, anybody. I remember years and years ago when they brought over Elizabeth Taylor for Michael Aspel's chat show, and she was promoting a diet book. They paid twenty-five grand. The BBC, when Larry Hagman came over to do Wogan show for Christmas years and years ago, was paid, I think, the whole deal was, it was a shopping trip for him and the family. They got put up, they got first-class flights over, put up in a hotel, and they were given, I think, 25 grand to go and spend in Harrods or whatever it was. So even though you're promoting something, you still get actually get The paid. Wogan show always paid guests. Wow. Always. Dame Liz Taylor is set to get married again. Who? Elizabeth Taylor. Oh, she lives long enough. Yes, I know. Well, she's 78, <laughs> bless her. Says this in uh, Sunday Mirror. And uh, she's uh, going to marry her fiancé. Well, they're engaged. She's so 78. She's 78 and she's going to get married for the ninth time. Oh. 78 and still going strong, Well, I spoke obviously. to Debbie Reynolds. Name dropping. <laughs> when? Um, uh, the other week. Really? She, she's in town. She's doing, I think she's doing Landudno at the moment. She's up there with her one-woman show, and she's in at the Apollo from the 29th of this month ah. till the 6th, just doing 12 performances. She's 78. Fantastic. She don't look it. I bet she doesn't. She don't look it at all. I'm telling you, I was closer to her than I am to you. <laughs> and you're quite close now. And I'm quite close now. <laughs> and she's, she looked fantastic. Wow. And she does a whole show about Hollywood, clips from all her movies and stuff like I that. Bet that's but fantastic. she looks a million dollars. She looks a million. And we talked about Elizabeth Taylor, and she said she's not been well. Right. So, Are you going to go and see Debbie yeah, Reynolds' show? certainly am, mm. yes. I always laugh because people tell me the story. When they made Cleopatra, they started making the film Cleopatra in this country, but the weather was so appalling that they went, this is just ridiculous. We're not going to get this film made here because it's supposed to be Egypt. Yeah. <laughs> and they then went, I tell you what, let's decamp to America. So all the sets were left here, and they, t- they were bought 
by the guy who made the Carry On films. And that's why the most lavish Carry On film is Carry On Cleopatra. Yes. Because they've got the sets that Elizabeth Taylor was working on. Oh, And fantastic. they paid 150 quid because the company said, well, listen, we can't take them to America. So that's why, out of all the Carry On films, the most lavish sets are for Carry On Cleo. Oh, that's wonderful. But then, strange enough, when they, when they go to America, they start making it. And at one point, Cleopatra comes into Egypt on this... She's being born by all these hefty young men... And she's on um, a swivelling trolley. And so as they lift it down, the trolley, because it's got a pivot in the middle, uh-huh. moves slightly so it can always be level. She hated heights. And you could see the look of terror on her <laughs> face as she comes in on this thing. She's about 50 foot up in the air and you can see her thinking, I'm going to die. Yeah. She was such a drama queen. Oh, dear. Well, listen, I anyway, didn't finish, sorry I didn't about finish that. the... Sorry about that. No, no, no. The line-up. So, Nancy Delolio, yeah. Mark Watson... Who's he that? Des- ...describes as gentle. I think he's a comedian. Really? Yeah, I think so. Never heard of you. Sorry, Mark. OK, we'll have a look in a sec. Um, actress Deborah... Oh, doesn't even get a surname. Oh. oh Deborah dear. Stevenson, I think oh, it Deborah, is. It looks like Deborah Stevenson. Yeah. Uh, Jason Byrne, he describes as amazing... Mm. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Donna Eyre, a grafter. Um, Calvin McKenzie, hilarious. He's so past his sell-by, isn't no, he? The he poor I quite old like him, actually. Yeah, I do. Oh, I just feel so sorry for the poor old soul. I mean, to, you know, when you think he had all that money, now nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it brings a smile to my face, Calvin. Um, um, <laughs> Ellen Rivas, hard worker. Who's that? I don't oh. know. Oh, Dorgu, tenacious. Ellen Rivas, I tell you exactly who that is. Tell me. Isn't that Frank Lampard's ex? <gasps> Yes, it is. Claim to fame. I'm Frank Lampard's ex. Oh, Isn't that please. Ellen Reva? I could be wrong, actually. How sad does it get? No, I'm going to moat. I'm sure it is. Uh, Ellen Reva's yes, Frank Lampard's ex. And that's her claim to fame. Excuse me, I was with Frank Lampard, and that now makes you a celebrity. That is... Ex- I, mean, I can't help feeling that poor old Marco Pierre White looks like a reject for the Yasser Arafat lookalike yes. What is show. it with that scarf? It's, it's a bit stupid. He but there again, it every single series. I don't like him either. I can't no. bear him. Sorry. I did actually watch the final of MasterChef, along with seven and a half million other people, and I thought Drew Baker... Drew? 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 Drew. Was brilliant. Yeah. I thought he was the, a good bored winner. Bored with cookery shows. I'm so... So bored with cookery mm. shows. Mm. I've seen this one at the moment they, where they had some, some... Was it MasterChef? I was watching one the other day. They'd had a Sikh on there, Scottish Sikh, who I liked a lot. Yeah? And it had the bald-headed one. Greg Wallace. I can't stand. I know. can't stand. And the other one, who might be... John Turode. John Turode. And they were doing this cooking thing, and he keeps... And they, they pushed them as far as they... Come on, hurry up, come on, you should have done... I'm thinking, it's a TV programme. Yep. If, you know, we'll slow it down and we'll do it again, OK? Now, shut up. Yeah, and it's always the toughest thing they've ever faced. Yes. That's what really gets me. This is the toughest moment. Yeah. The toughest challenge. Carol um, Malone, in the News of the World again, page 23, says that um, John Turode and Greg Wallace have had a bit of a fallout. Off ah, the right. Cameras. I, ju- um, I just don't... I just don't like... Greg Wallace at all. I saw him. He's obviously one of these ones who is, he's cashing in quickly while he's remotely interesting to anybody. <laughs> Hasn't he got a very young girlfriend very, or something? Yeah, she's 17 years his junior. Yes. And um, mm. he, he does say that he's a bit of a babe magnet. Yeah. She does say here, Greg Wallace is a bit of a big head. He's absolutely a big head. And it comes over very badly, I'm afraid. Front, irritating. Yuck, 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 I'm afraid. Don't like him. Mm. Mind you, Kelvin McKenzie didn't like that other Sikh bloke who used to appear on the television and turned up on the one show... And, oh, uh, yes. Uh, what was his name? Um, he was big, actually, a while Cole. ago. And then all of a sudden he was suspended from the one show for, let's just call it, inappropriate behaviour. And so he didn't appear on television for a while. What did he do? It was just, it, it was classed as inappropriate behaviour. Do you know with, what he did? You yes. Ca- you can't just bandy inappropriate pre- behaviour and it, not okay, tell OK, well, I'll, I'll give you not a clue. Tell all it of was us inappropriate behaviour with a lady producer. <gasps> oh. 
Okay. And, and so they then suspended him from the one show, and he disappeared for a while. But he's another one who's as big headed as Greg Wallace, who quite clearly thinks he owes us something on television. Whereas mm. I'm thinking, why don't you go away? Mm. And they seem to have got rid of. Um, who does the chat show on Channel 5 every day? Um, oh, can't it used to be a former TV critic and has a little panel of people, generally that Gail Porter creature and a couple of others <laughs> who turns out, oh, my hair's growing. Oh, I'll tell a story. Fantastic. <laughs> we had the hair falling out, now the hair growing again. Amazing. And they've now axed him on Friday, this bloke, and they put in a, um, a television critic on Friday. Dunno, I don't watch that one. Oh, do you not watch that no, one? No, I don't. Is oh, you only watch Titchmarsh, don't you? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's finished now for the season. For the summer. Oh, is it? Um, oh. Yeah, do you... Do strawberry? You, um, strawberry, yes. I'd, I'd love a strawberry. Spanish. Actually. Very good. I've just returned from España. Have you? Yes, yesterday, Malaga, and it wasn't as hot as here. No. And Britain, on Saturday, was hotter than Greece and Turkey. Was it? Yep, Absolutely. Better temperatures on our coasts I than like Greece that. or Turkey. It's I good, like that it? idea. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I like that idea. I think Aww. it's fun. I think um, it's fun. Joe Mott, quite funny in the Daily Star. Um, ferrets are making a comeback. We they had a are. bloke walking through Twickenham two, last week, three ferrets on leads and one he was holding. Yeah. I mean... It, it, Hello? I, I don't get it. Do you get it? They're the most popular pets. <laughs> I don't want one. No, I Have don't seen want that? one. Do you remember the Richard Whiteley thing years ago where he had one on his chat show, Calendar, and this woman gave him the... And this ferret latched onto his finger. Yes! Ah! Yes, ah, and he couldn't get it off. It's on my finger, it's on my finger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, of course, the more you try and take it off, the more this thing bites in. Tenacious. Oh, I wouldn't touch one. Anyway, Joe Mott says they're making a comeback with people like Paris Hilton, oh. adopting them as the latest fashion accessory. It must really annoy Cheryl Cole. She's only just stopped walking around with a ratty little thing tucked <laughs> under her arm. <laughs> Uh, now she's going to have to get another one to stay in vogue. I like that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Ferrets? Oh, no, no, no. No, I'm sorry I did not. actually see at the airport the sweetest dog I've seen in ever, probably. At ever. the airport? Yeah, at the airport. There was a woman carrying it, him oh, in a little bag no. on her front. No, it was a miniature schnauzer. Well, actually, she was a miniature schnauzer called June. Three and a half kilos. It was love. I followed oh. her around. I f- forget the fragrances and the duty-free. I want the dog. Where did I, she get I, it from? I, I really wanted that dog. Really? Yeah, really. The only thing that worries me, I, I don't mind people having any sort of dog, any size dog. I'm quite happy. Just let them walk. Don't hold them under your arm. They're dogs. Yeah, well, at the airport, probably wisest, but I totally agree. Let them yeah. walk in the road. That's what. That's why they get exercise. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if we walked around with you tucked underneath our arm, <laughs> we'd be all Christmassy. No, and... so not going there. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've got a new one now. It looks like a stone. Uh, oh, that one? Oh, that, that one, out? yes, that's out now, oh, yes. Is it right? Oh, jolly good. <laughs> Listen, I'll start talking about your socks if you carry on yes. down that vein. Anyway... <laughs> And uh, as Soren says, I remember Donna Eyre once asked the cause in an interview, how did you all meet? Oh, no. <laughs> Dumb or what? <laughs> Hence, Donna Airhead, I'm afraid. Oh. Let's have a check on the state of the roads for you this morning. Get you there nice and quickly. Morning, everybody. Your election coverage on LBC practically 24 hours a day. I thought I'd be election-free because th- there's, there's no guarantee that I might better balance everything because I'm so bored with watching politicians. I know. Just telling us whatever we want to hear. You I'm... know, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. So, yes, well... You told us that 500 years ago. Why are we still waiting for it? I'm a little bit bored by the fashion lineup. I don't really care whether Sam Cam's outfit, you know, is better than, than, than Sarah. Yes, that doesn't make you know, any difference, does no, it? it doesn't make any difference. I did see one the other day. I can't mention which politician it was. But they were, they were down in a, 
in a black youth centre. And I'm thinking, oh, do me a favour. This is so patronising. And they would sort of point out, oh, he's doing very well, isn't he, over mm. there? It was just, oh, aren't they clever? Mm. It was just awful. And, and it's electioneering. We, I've seen it so many times before. I've been in the business for, for years. And each time, I think, all you're doing is you're telling us what we want to hear, so we'll vote for you. And when you get in, we won't get it. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, that's why when people say, well, where would your vote go? I say, well, you just have to separate the wheat from the chaff and try and work out what they're saying. And the answer is they're saying nothing. Mm. nothing. The manifestos come out next week, don't they? So it could all change. But isn't it funny how now we're in an election, they've started promising us everything. Shock. Isn't tactics. it amazing? You know, so, and if you vote for us, we're going to give you £150 a year. <laughs> if you're a married couple, if you're not, you're getting nothing. <laughs> Which is a shame. Uh, a lot of people talking. Carol Malone is talking today about poor old Alex Reed. This is. Oh, I don't want to fight. So no, I want to make love. What a pathetic little specimen he is. Absolutely. So sad, and there's, Alex. There's full and, and lots of the papers. There are pictures of them enjoying uh, the ride recently at Alton Towers. I do but, beg your pardon. I thought Jordan was the ride at Alton yeah. Towers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I take that oh, back. Very on form. Very on form this morning. Yes. <laughs> That's wonderful. Oh, um, dear in me. the Independent. Mm. Mm. On page 16 and 17, there's a really interesting article about fun fairs. Um, Britain's amusing <gasps> amusements... Oh, get put my teeth in. Britain's amusement parks uh. are closing fast. I didn't realise that the three have closed in the last year and yeah. they're going down like flies. Um, I don't know, is it because they're so old or whatever? But a lot of the older rides are being up for being listed buildings now, or listed rides mm. or whatever. Um, and we're trying to save them, which I think is actually quite good. I spoke to George Irving, whose uh, family had been in fun fairs for five generations. Oh. And they do the one at Hampton Court. That's their pitch. And uh, they, they were running Hampton Court over Easter and Clapham Common. Right. And, uh, and he was saying attendances are down. Really? Because he said it's the recession. He said, and people tend not to notice that. But we notice this. And I can see on the site, you know, what rides do well. It's, I don't think it's a case of the age of the rides. I mean, a lot of the old rides do come up for sale. You do have collectors of funfair rides. But they used to adapt them. Years ago, the waltzer. Yeah. I love the waltzers. But years ago, before we had the waltzer, that was the animal arc. And the animals were fitted on there, and you just went round and round and round. Then they put the waltzer on, so they didn't buy a new ride. They just took the animals off and, and made put, it spin. put a central pole in and put the waltzer on. Are you a fan of amusement parks? Yes. Are you? Well, actually, I love travelling fun fairs, and I love circus. I know you love circus. Yeah, I know, you, but, love but, it. but on the ride, and I love circus too. Yeah. Um, rides, are you scared of them? I'm, I'm scared, but I quite like the scare. The, the, the scariest one I ever went on was with, uh, was with a friend of mine, Giles, and we went to the Winter Wonderland... Because uh, one of one of Global Station's hearts sponsored one of the big the big wheel there, which was lovely. So we went on that, but it was a ride where you all see, it was a big square, looked like that dish there with the strawberries in. Uh-huh. Seats all the way round the outside, central pole, thirty meters up, and you went up there, and it went, oh, and it no. got to the top, and then you sat there. No, and didn't drop. And then it just dropped. Oh, no, no. Well, I kid you yeah. not. <laughs> I screamed like a banshee. <laughs> and they mopped the floor. <laughs> they mopped the floor. <laughs> and, and then it goes up again and then it just no, drops. No, You've no. You've never no. done anything like it because it's, it's windy. It's just, oh. And your little feet are hanging over the no, edge. No, no. I can't stop. Sicky poos. Sicky poos. It's, dro- it's the drop and it's the big dipper that, that goes right. It's the corner bit. And just when you know that the dips. Oh. You no. need to go to South End then. To the, to the Pleasure Beach thing down there. I've never, ever been there. It's a good day out, actually. It used to be Londoner's favourite day out. And you go up on this roller coaster and it just it's vertical. Oh, no. And when it gets to the top, you just go straight over the top. No. There's no sort of, let's do a gradual slide. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. No. Twice no, no, I no. did it. 
Oh, but but I also worry. I do worry. I know it's a stupid worry because because yeah. they're probably as safe as houses and they get tested more regularly. But when when the rides are put up just for the Easter weekend at Clapham yeah. Common or whatever, you think are they as safe as the ones who are long? St- you know that are many of them now are, are what they call automatic rides, which means years ago you would assemble them. Now a lot of the the dodgems, you push a button and it folds out by itself, and things like that. And a lot of the ghost trains are built into lorries. So they don't have to. Really scary. Cleethorpe's the ghost train. Particularly where I grew up. It's particularly good. All those fronds. Yes. There used to be a man standing inside our one, and he'd touch your face. (gasps) No. Yeah, because that really freaked you out. That really would. Yeah, (laughs) but they they do have. I mean, they are. I mean, I I could happily tour with a funfair. I couldn't put one together or anything like that, but I could tour with a funfair. Yeah. I'd love it, living in a little caravan, know, cooking my soup every night, <laughs> looking out the window. Oh, Good community type. I'd love community. it. I would love it. I said to Georgia, make me quite happy, that. Yeah. Quite happy. I'd like to have a hot dog wagon. Oh, yes. Yeah. Or an ice cream van. No, actually, then you'd get into ice cream wars. That's yes, have serious. you seen them? Oh, yeah. the ice cream people down at the mm. museums. Big trouble over yeah, the years. Absolutely, get off my Big pitch. trouble. Uh, Steve and Julie, I've had ferrets since childhood. They're fun, friendly, and they kill vermin. Oh, no. Well, I don't, listen, don't look it until ki- you've tried it. There, no. they might be. No. <laughs> oh, horrible, actually, I'm afraid. Complete the following saying, too many cooks... Spoil the broth. ...on television. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. We like that Very one. Good. Emma in Camden, thank you. And uh, Steve, just thinking about doing the Steve Allen Monument Steps workout, worried about the calves and convex trainers. Is it a spiral staircase? Well, of course it is. It's, a, it's, a, it's the, uh, the monument in London. What else could it be? Mm. And I did it all the way to the top. I tell you, you get halfway to the top, you think you're going to die. How many steps are there? I have no idea. It was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot easier coming down, going up. Oh, yeah. it's, you just go up and it's a spiral staircase built by Christopher Wren. And all you think is, I'm going to die. Why did you do it? <laughs> Well, there's a very good question. <laughs> I wish I knew. I don't know why we did it. We did it because we went for lunch, and the dad went, "Oh, let's go." I said, "Let's go for a drive through the city." Yeah, I think it's a nice day. A good idea. People always want to take pictures of the car, and I always wave, you know, hello, hello, <laughs> hello. And um, and so we then let, let, let's go up the monument. So we drive round it twice, trying to find somewhere to park. Then we find somewhere to park eventually, and I get, I look at there. I'm not sure my heart's up to it. No. But I did it then, and you get to the top, and the views are great. The views are... It's, it's only three quid each. It's and a, a good sense three of quid. achievement. Yeah. Yeah, it's coming down bit, I was practically running. <laughs> I didn't care. Actually, I bet I went all Christmassy up there, ladies and gentlemen. No, you didn't. I did so. No, you did not. That bit of sad news, two bits of sad news, one one devastating news, actually. Oh, what? Uh, no, Poland mourning its president. Oh, and I know. I was going to speak to my hairdresser, Mariusz, the other day. Oh. But, I mean... Plane coming down, fog again. Thick fog. It, it was also a 26-year-old plane with a poor safety record. Yes. Why put so yes. many important Polish dignitaries on the same I plane? I absolutely agree. But it, it, again, it was that fog mm. situation, and it was coming down and trying to land. Uh, not a, but always, I thought, in those situations, people fly separately, don't they? Yeah, yeah. You won't find all members of the royal family flying no, on the same exactly. flight. They fly separately. Yeah. So he was there with his wife. His wife and, and several members of the cabinet. Yes. Absolutely Terrible. devastating, devastating There's a huge community out, uh, out my way, Ealing, yeah. just in between Hammersmith and Ealing. Yeah. And, uh, and Ealing's a very big Polish community. Mm. Actually, Twickenham's fairly big as well, yeah. around Isleworth. Yeah, yeah, in fact, yeah. actually, most places in London have got big Polish communities. Mm. Yeah. 
Even on the Edgware Road, there are Polish shops. We've got Polish shops in Twickenham. Yes, we've got we've got them as well. Absolutely so terrible. Absolutely terrible. Devastating. News. Terrible. Yeah. Another so one I just here. To bring that up. Yes, I must mention actually because John Warrington is doing the travel this afternoon with Adrian Mills, mm-hmm. at, whose wife owns restaurants. Really? Yes. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah. Adrian Mills' wife has got restaurants. How many? I think quite a few. Oh, really? I think quite a few. Thai restaurants. Ah! Yeah, and I love Thai food. So I could eat Thai I. food. If, it, if I could eat any food now, I could eat Thai food because it's light. Mm. And, stuff. and they used to do... Oh, how lovely. Perhaps he'll bring something... Oh, I couldn't be that lucky. He is brilliant. Adrian Mills is brilliant. He's very good-looking. It's a bit sickening. I don't like people <laughs> like good... They always worry me because I, I consider myself a bit of a looker. And if I stand next to Adrian, I begin to look quite fat and frumpy. Never. No, you're so right. <laughs> you're so right there, and bless you for that, and you can come back again on the programme. <laughs> Talking uh, of frat and frumpy, there is a rather unattractive picture on page three of the Mail on Sunday of the the woman who is cited as bringing the rot to um, oh, Lenny Henry and I got Dawn angry French's about that. Married. What, the, the picture of her, or the, that she's it's cited 11 that years way? ago, breaks her silence on their divorce. Shut up. Yeah. Shut up. How much I don't want to know. <laughs> yes, that, all I'm thinking is, she lives in Melbourne, She's quite hefty. Yeah. But she then, didn't used to be. She used to be, she used to look at, you know, sort of quite tasty. Well, I used but to be I'm six great... pounds, three ounces. Yes. <laughs> then I just ballooned. I am a great fan of Dawn French. <laughs> Me too. Not such a fan of Lenny Henry, actually, but Dawn French definitely, and I'm very sad. I was very sad to hear that news. We'll take a short break. LBC 97.3. Don't forget food and drink with Tom Parker Bowles this afternoon from three. And uh, this week, Tom's joined by freelance food writer Chris Hurst as they discuss men versus women in the kitchen. Tom will be asking who in your household does most of the cooking and whether the rise of male chefs has meant men have actually overtaken women in the kitchen. So, Tom, this afternoon from three on LBC 97.3. Well, first of all, I've yet to see Delia Smith doing a, a cookery programme. It's the same dreary male chefs everywhere and they're so boring. What do you think of, um, oh, what's her name? <laughs> Dahl, Dahl, Sophie, Sophie Dahl. Dahl. Dreadful. I haven't seen it. Dreadful. It really is. The trouble is, it's, you know, either you're a natural TV presenter, you know what it's like, it's very difficult, and if you're making somebody do something like that, she got pulled apart by the critics. Something chronic. The trouble is, she's married to one of my favourite people. Wh- who is? Jamie Cullum. Oh, of course. We of love course. Jamie Cullum. Yes. He's just the nicest person I've ever met. Yeah, he's lovely, actually. Really, really did, lovely. He did the Titchmarsh show. He's yeah. lovely. He's really nice. Yeah. Not tall, but lovely. Yeah. And we like that. <laughs> we like we like him. An odd cu- couple, but it kind of works. Yeah. yeah. Now, I have to. I was very cruel at the beginning of the show this morning. Firstly, for, for two no, reasons. No, not you. I know. <gasps> nice, oh, Steve Lord's Allen. mercy. Cuddly, you know. <laughs> and firstly, it was Colleen Rooney at... Uh, at the National, wearing what I thought was an old Mrs Slocum dress. Yes, I, I thought is so it? too. It's not fetching. It's not it's fetching. It's not her best choice. I mean, I don't know who told you to buy it, Colleen, but I take it it's back, not, love. Yes, exactly. Because you look a bit old and frumpy. And yeah. the other one was the couple who went to Frankie Boyle. And um, they were sitting in the front row, a little bit convenient, and he does jokes about Down syndrome. I know, I know. It's now, so distasteful. Well, you see, I'm, I'm not sure about this. If oh, you go and sit... No, well, I mean, put it this way... If you go and see Frankie Boyle, you know what you're going to get because he's been doing this for years. This is this is his act. If you go and see Roy Roy Chubby Brown, you know it's going to be filth from start to finish. This couple managed to get front row seats. They say they're fans of his. Well, they quite clearly cannot be because they know the material he would use. And he said to them, I think, but this is my act. This is what I do. And all of a sudden, they're now offended. And yet, if they're fans of his, 
This is his act. Then they know exactly what they're it's, getting. It's like if you yeah. go and see Ken Dodd. It's like Ken Michael Dodd. McIntyre. You know he's going to yes. skip around the stage. And or, you know yeah, if, 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 it's, if it's, you know, Ken Dodd, you're going to be sitting there till you're 90. Yeah. And he's still going to be doing it. And that's what Frankie Boyle does. And I can't understand why. All, unless somebody said to him, listen, go and, go and sit in the front row and see what he says about everything. But they would know. Yeah. Because everybody's offended by everything. But is he always so lacking in taste? Yes, he's... Well, you see, the trouble is, it depends what you think you can be funny about and what you can't be funny about. Mm. I don't know. think you can be funny about Down syndrome. Well, if, if it affects you, probably not, but then why would you go see him? It's like, you know, if it, it, it doctor, it hurts when I do this. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Ever practical. Have, have you ever eaten toasted ants? And toasted ants? No. Yes. No. No. Would I have ever eaten toasted would ants? Would you have ever eaten no. them? No. Of course, if this was uh, a Titchmarsh show, you would have eaten no, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, possibly. And if we, I was on I'm a Celebrity and yeah. they said, have a toasted ant. I did actually get some. D- you didn't? Yeah. What, you got some toasted ants? Yes, here. What? What? No, seriously. Yeah. Ah! That's not an ant. That's not... That's a cockroach. No, it's an ant. They are no, giant... No, 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 no. That is not an ant. <laughs> no, that is the biggest ant. That is... That ant is an inch long. Ants yeah, in look. my world are... Oh, jeez. Oh, sorry, when the heads are falling Don't. off. What, what are you... They are giant toasted ants. Oh, please. Look, there's a ten of them. No. Yeah. Every, listen, everybody, they, they, they're disgusting, aren't they? are disgusting are not they giant toasted yeah. ants. The world's largest ant. Nutty bacon-like taste. Yeah. Have oh, you tried Frank... one? No. <laughs> well, I will. But, sorry? Yeah, of course. No, don't. don't please, please don't. I'd Why rather not? you didn't. I'd rather you didn't. I don't know. Oh, jeez. Just... That, that is a real ant. Yeah, well, they are, really. I've got to try that. No, you're not, seriously. Yes, I am, serious. I'm a Gemini. I'm just, and a monkey. No, uh, put it back in the jar. No, no, no. Equal rights for ants. No, no, no. I'm going to no, try don't, it. No, don't, don't. I'm with you. Oh! 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 Um, oh, it's surprisingly nice. Mmm. That's not bad at all. Really? Yeah. Oh! It's not got a bacon flavour. It's sweet. Sweet? Mmm. They are big, though, aren't they? They're huge. Yeah, they're, they're, um... Yeah, no, 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 listen, if you'd given me that and my eyes were closed, I'd have said, mm, What would you have said? What would you have said, said it was? Mm, that's quite nice. What is that? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, right. Go on, don't be such you, a wimp. No, I, I, I could Well, I'll, I'll, I'll give you them, then. No, I'm not saying that I'd like... Well, actually, yeah, why not? Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah I'll, get, I'll put the little thing in there to keep them fresh. Mm. Uh, they're very expensive. Peculiar aftertaste. Yeah, £17.50 they are. No. From Fortnum and Mason's. And somebody sent you them as a gift? No, I bought them. You bought them? I bought them. They no, also Steve, do... Steve, what? I'm a sorry. chocolate no, tarantula. Just... So we opened the packet and his legs fell off. <laughs> chocolate scorpion. Chocolate-covered ants. Why did you buy giant toasted ants if you had no intention of eating because them? Because I didn't really believe they were giant toasted. I thought it would be a joke. You know, like, no, I'd, no, I'd no, give it to real. a friend of mine who undid the lid very carefully, thinking that one of those spring snakes was going to fall no. out. But it doesn't. They are ants, and they mm. are a breed or a variety yes. called atacephalotes. Yes, I'm I've sure they are. Atacephalotes. <laughs> Bless them. <laughs> but enjoy them. I will. Don't Thank say we don't give you anything actually, peculiar. You gave me Brussels sprouts liqueur. I've yeah. forgotten your shower curtain. I got you a shower curtain. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, I have got you a shower curtain. Next time, la. I'm in in May. Well, have, have another <laughs> strawberry. Take away the taste. Um, listen, I want to talk about older women because there's masses. Uh, not just because I am an older woman. There's lots of us in the paper today. Very good article in the Sunday Mirror on Joanna Lumley. Oh, I like. I'm her. a great fan of Joanna, Joanna yeah. Lumley. I know you are too. Um, older women are wiser and funnier, and we don't dress like grannies. Colleen, <laughs> Colleen, Colleen could take. The trouble is, she's only 24. You'd oh. think somebody would say to her, "Listen, Popsy." Don't don't buy this outfit. It's not you. Especially if they call a popsy. Yeah, it's probably very expensive. Mm, probably, but uh, um, not not right. So we've got Joanna Lumley flying the flag. Then we've got in the Independent the rise of the mom com. 
What's that? Not the rom-com, the mom-com, which is about films um, starring women over 40. Oh, right. Yeah. Over, is that considered old now? That's over 40? Yeah, over 40 is considered... Well, listen, women are in the scrap heap of Hollywood when they're over 25 or 30, oh, certainly. Dear. So these are now... The rebound with Catherine Zeta-Jones, um, uh, you know, tapping into the new trend for cougars, women who like younger men, and Jennifer Lopez. So we've got that. Then we've got Subo. Not being very well behaved, apparently. She doesn't behave well. In fact, you rem- because she's not well. Uh, what you mean? Not, no, expand. Well, she's she had a, an illness as a child, didn't she? So it's it's affected her. So she's she's not bipolar. She's had I can't remember what it is, but that's enables well not enable her, but she does behave strangely. If you remember on the uh, the television program at the end after she was their diversity and her and she starts sort of wiggling her hips in front of Simon Cowell, oh. and obviously the message to Ant and Deck was okay, get her off the stage get now. Off. So they they moved her off, and the camera moved over to diversity. She started behaving a bit strangely. Did she? And she started doing it again. Well, I think it seems to be. I don't. You don't I don't know if it's a storm in a teacup. It seems to be um, sort of mostly scenes between her and her PA, who happens to be her niece, and they yeah. obviously don't get on very well. Um, so that's her. But on page uh, 33 of the Daily Mail, or the Sunday Mail, sorry, Mail on Sunday, Joe Wood looking fantastic. Yes, doesn't she look Can good? Yes, it? I saw that yeah. picture. I'm not sure Hold about on. the bloke she's with and no, the clothes he's wearing. <laughs> I think that's slightly odd. It's, a, it's an interesting choice of suit. Yes. Yeah, it's not one that you yourself would choose to, to um, hang around No. With. It's a little bit like... I remember when poor, poor, deluded uh, um, uh, Boomtown, Bob, Bob Geldof, Geldof, bought a suit from somebody which had sunflowers all over it. And unfortunately, you know, you wear it once. No, he wore it every time and you started being a bit bored with you it. You can only wear it once. Yeah. Or twice, maybe. Twice maximum. Yeah, max, max. He wore it everywhere. Uh, as if... Uh, she must have an agent because Ellen Rivers is preparing to become... Uh, the raciest runner in the London Marathon. Oh, definitely. All she is is she must have hard. an agent, yeah, <laughs> because she's been limbering up for three months and uh, she's raising money for the well-being of women. Good. And uh, luckily she's got a free trainer because they've given him a name check on here. So, oh. so how lucky for you, Ellen. But as I say, you are just... Frank's ex, yes, I'm afraid. Definitely. Not get all overhyped soon over the whole thing. Soon to be thing. more, soon to be more. That aunt is, is feeling slightly strange now. Oh, oh, no, 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 actually, it's all right. Don't. Um, and to taste, aftertaste. Aftertaste. Um, um, very brave of Beverly Callard. Or do you think it's brave? I, I, I think it is brave, admitting to electric shock treatment on the front page of the News of the World. What I do d- you think? Well, I, I think it's been done for a fee. Do you? Yes. I mean, No, she didn't have the treatment. I interviewed fee. her. I interviewed her. I've interviewed Bev on, on a few times. She brought her boyfriend in, and they look very happy and all the rest of it. So you don't think she was... Well, I, I have no depressed. idea. But I just sort of think to myself, you know, these people who cannot get through life. I don't understand. I un- Well, I understand why, why people, you know, go into the papers and they can't cope. I just think to myself, you've got no idea what hardship is. Earning good money, very mm. successful, mm. loved by millions of people, yeah. and yet they're all manic depressives. Yeah. What's the matter with them? You know, I don't, I don't understand where the problem is. I know people who've been through hell and backwards. They haven't gone into deep depression or turned to drink or to drugs or to beating people up or anything like that. They managed to get through life. What is it with these... You know, here we've got Kerry Katona. Three-day oh, coat binge nearly killed me. I couldn't give a stuff, no, Kerry. No, I'm not interested, get, love. Not get, let's not give a, her or Jordan airtime. Yes. She used to do it. But with, with Bev Callard, I mean, maybe it's something genetic. Maybe it is something like bipolar or whatever. You never know. I mean, the fact... Electric 
shock treatment or ECT, electroconvulsive therapy. Mm. Do you remember the first time I ever um, saw it or witnessed it was, was on One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? Yes. You know, and you always think, oh, God, the, the idea of sort of electrodes being attached to your head. And, but apparently, apparently, you know, it is very effective, um, you know, if, if you are, if it's um, controlled. Mm. Michael Jackson slept with his be- eyes open. Yes, I know. Now, that's nothing new, because Liberace slept with his eyes open, and the reason he did is because he'd had surgery to open his eyes, and to make them wide, them and so when he went to sleep, he couldn't close them, and a former boyfriend of Liberace's said it was most disconcerting. He said he'd be yes. asleep, but his eyes were open, and Michael Jackson had lots of surgery on his eyes as well, so... I thought it was nothing of medication. Left, no, there's nothing left to close them with, I'm oh, afraid. Oh, no! That they open them, they're, they're certain there's no skin. Yeah, there's no skin left to don't. close. Oh, no. I, well, oh. You, you do sleep. I just don't know how you sleep with your eyes open. Perhaps they glaze over or something. I don't know. Perhaps there's a... F- I don't know. No well, when you, see, when you see people in a really deep sleep, the eyelids flicker, and, yeah. and then the, the, when the eyeballs... That's the awful thing, isn't it? Your eyeballs disappear upwards. Oh? Uh? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't like that idea. <laughs> OK, we'll take a short break, and uh, it's quarter to nine... Morning, everybody. 13 minutes to nine is the time. Robbie Keane's wife, Claudine, bleach blonde, big hoop earrings, is going to become <laughs> the new face of, a, of Ultimo's undie campaign. Ooh. They go for class girls, because the last one there was Peaches Geldof, <laughs> and they kicked her out. And uh, a source said Claudine is absolutely thrilled. She doesn't care about the money. She's just happy she's been asked to do a fantastic job less than a year after becoming a mum. Imagine, dear, <laughs> and you a wag and all. Oh, good Lord. How lovely. What do you do, love, glamour model? <laughs> <laughs> glamour model. Glamour model. Um, page uh, 19 of The People, Sunday People, Dragon's Den flare up. Another mm. behind-the-scenes row between Duncan Bannatyne and uh, James Kahn. No. Yes. Um, Duncan Bannatyne thinks James Kahn isn't paying enough tax, in a nutshell. Oh, they've moaned about this. This has gone backwards yeah, and forwards. This accuses this him of being a non-domicile. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but loads of people do that, don't you? You put your money offshore and you do different things with it. I like James Carn actually. I like he them all. I don't really care. I do. I love Dragon's Den. Yeah. Um, and a very... I think they're so rude, though, to some of these people. Yeah. Um, what about Louis Walsh's quip? We were talking about being distasteful. Yeah. I think that is awful saying he's... Bruce, he's too old. He's from a different era. He shouldn't even be alive at his yeah. age. It's a dreadful thing to say. Honestly, Louise Walsh, pull yourself together. We're coming <laughs> Slap your legs. <laughs> Mind you, the funniest thing I read, there's a, well, not the funniest thing I read, but certainly the most peculiar, was a letter that's just been um, released in Australia from a woman who was Cliff Richard's girlfriend yes. for 18 months, which he wrote to her saying that he, he could, after 18 months of going out together, <coughs> he, uh, he couldn't actually go out with her anymore because he was committed to show business. Mm. And then just made it public because she's just died of cancer. Oh, has she? And I thought, right. what, butch old Cliff couldn't go out with a woman <laughs> because he was going into showbiz? What's the matter? Of course you can. Loads of people in showbiz have got boyfriends and girlfriends, Cliff. <laughs> Um, listen, talking of um, death, being too old for this uh, planet. Um, no, seriously, uh, page 23 of the people. Um, the cost of being cremated is soaring because councils have got to buy bigger ovens to cope with the b- bodies of fat people. They aren't big enough, the ovens. I know, isn't it weird? Yeah. Oh, it's sad. Junk food and lack of exercise means the average weight of people when they die is going up. Existing yeah. furnace- furnaces are not big enough. No, I've seen them. They, they don't look big enough. For some people, I've se- I saw some people yesterday in London, enormous. I mean, enormous. What, the people? The people were. And I, I, mean, I, I never think about... There was that guy in America who died and they didn't have a coffin big enough. So they buried him in a piano. No. Yeah, a grand piano. It was easier to put him in that. 
He didn't, didn't wasn't have a hearse. He had a love of music. Or no, anything. no, he didn't know he hated music. But they they couldn't get him in the hearse. They put him on the back of a tractor. No. Some, well, of the hearse, you can't get him in the back. Oh, I saw some people the other day in Twickenham struggling to get one of these flexi co- uh, coffins. You know, you have the reed ones. Yes, I quite like those. In the back of one of these horse-drawn things, and it was quite a big person, mm. and they were really having to push them in. No, oh, don't. <laughs> uh, listen, a cure, new cure, good news. I've got to have a bit of good news here. Right. Sunday Express, yeah. cure is found for skin cancer because melanoma is the biggest, fastest, yes. you know, yes. rising cancer we have. Oh. Um, and it's not on the market yet. In fact, oh. it's a couple of years away, well, more than that, two, three years away. Um, Oncovex, though, very few side effects and very good for melanoma. Eva Cassidy died from melanoma, and I didn't realise Bob Marley died from melanoma. Really? Yeah. He, the reggae singer died from a melanoma on his toe, which he believed was a football injury. He refused to have it amputated for religious reasons, and he died when the cancer spread. Oh. I didn't know that. Oh. Anyway, so it's not with us yet, but it's good to know that, the, you know, looks... I hope it's in our lifetime. Yeah, it will be in our lifetime. Would be nice, wouldn't be. it? Yes. Would be nice. I don't know if you've been... Apparently, uh, Jonathan Ross said the other day he wouldn't have any objection to his children using the C word. Really? Yes. We were all a bit shocked by that. How old are his children? Uh, I think one of them's 15. They've all got funny names. Betty Kinney, <laughs> Betty Kitten, <laughs> Betty have. Popsicle, you know, <laughs> Lollipop Draws, you know, I mean, all sorts of silly names. Mm. All these pa- these just stupid parents who give their kids stupid yeah, names. No, stupid, stupid I mean, the worst names. one, I mean, you know, poor old Paulie Yates, I'm mean, off a trolley most of the time. Yeah. Heavenly Hirani Tiger Lily. Yeah. You know, who had, who had, somebody's got Betty Boo, haven't they? Betty Boo. Somebody's got Betty Boo as a child. I can't remember. I can't remember, but they have got Betty Satchel, Boo. Satchel, Dweezel, they're all out there, aren't they? And what's they? some... Jo- I refuse to mention Jordan, but I just yeah. have... What's her... What's Princess Tiamy. Princess Tiamy. Oh, Not please. an attractive child. <laughs> a normal name. A normal Sorry? name. Eamon. Eamon's a normal name. Eamon. Eamon Every time Holmes. I think Eamon, I think Fat... Oh, Eamon Fatboy. Eamon oh, Fat... Yeah. Well, he is appearing in Channel 4's Shameless. I think every appearance he does is shameless, to be honest <laughs> with you. I think he should be taken off television immediately. He's far too fat <gasps> oh, to be sitting. I'm bored. What is it? Just Explain to me. You know, people who appear on television all the time. You've got her doing loose women. Yes. You've got, you know, I mean, but I mean, I'm just bored with these people. Mm. Why can't they say no and stay at home? Mm. Or get a few different faces. Get a few different faces, you know. First of all, I'm complaining about, oh, I don't want to get up early in the morning. He does Sky News early in the morning. Um, Then he goes on to do This Morning on a Friday. Mm -hmm. Then he goes on, you know, to do Shameless. Then he'll turn up and he'll think, oh, go away. (laughs) <laughs> and take that dreary woman with you as well. So you won't be watching that. I will not. Okie dokie. Um, I'm sure he's lovely, but by God, he needs to lose some weight. It can't be healthy. Oh, I thought he was going to lose weight when the, for what? when they got married. And then he, he did lose a bit. All he does is he's bought coats that go further down his body. Very he buys clever. three-quarter length coats. Very clever. A big coat can hide yeah. a lot. Listen, can I give us a couple of hellos? Hello. Oh, please. To Paula and her friend who uh, came to the Vitality show. Oh, Last right, time yes, I was you on, went. I said I went. Yes. And loads of people came and said hello. And so, hello particularly to Paula, who wanted to be mentioned. Um, Michael and Elaine from Bushy. Michael is a taxi driver who oh, listens I know. to he, you yes. every single day. He said he had the pleasure of taking you the other day. Oh, did he? Yes. No. Yes, he wrote in, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. well hello, Michael and Elaine from Bushy. I said I'd say hello to him. Where and did he take you? He took me from the Titchmore show to, you won't like this, you won't like it, he took oh. me to Kensington, to Coco de Mera shop, where I was doing an evening seminar about sex. I told you you wouldn't la, like la, it. La, la, yeah, exactly, la, 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 la. you go, la, 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 you asked. <laughs> and to Janine and Graham. You didn't have to tell me. <laughs> to Janine and Graham, Janine is the receptionist in my dentist, and she and Graham always listen to you in bed. 
La 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 la. <laughs> Three hundred eleven steps up that uh, that uh, platform, the, uh, the the monument. Three hundred eleven. Three hundred eleven. So so do it. Do you know, I could do that today. I've got my friend over uh, from um, Texas with me, and she said, let's do something that I've never done before. And I could take oh, her... taking her up the monument. <laughs> I could say, let's go up the monument. Yeah. Is it open all day? Oh, well, I'm, no, I'm not sure. Yes, it's open all day today, yeah. Three pounds each. Very good. You won't thank me. Well, yeah, you'll you'll thank me for the views at the top. She's, she'll thank you. She loves exercise. She's always trying to get. Well, everything in Texas big is big, walk. so she'll like this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's, you just go round and round and round. But I promise you, when you get to the top, you'll need about ten, fifteen minutes to sort of, you know, calm get down. your breath back and calm down. And then when you come down again, you'll skip. Do you have two? I know this sounds stupid. Is it a very wide staircase? No. So you pass other people? No, you do pass other people. So it's, it's a very narrow spot. I mean, I, I met three three new friends yesterday. Did you? <laughs> Just on the way down. <laughs> <laughs> on the way up, I didn't have the energy, but on the way down, it was fantastic. The reason you have to pay to park on a Sunday is because the shops are open. And uh, it says there's no such thing as keep Sunday special anymore. We're no longer a five day shopping. It's seven days and you pay for that pleasure. See, I don't have any problem with keeping Sunday special. As far as I'm concerned, you know, just listening to the radio is keeping Sunday special. Yeah. You don't need to worry about, you know, whether you go anywhere for it. Young Ray, uh, thank you in Balham. Yes, I've heard a better one than that, actually. And uh, talking of older women, the Lady ah. Rattling show tonight ah. is at the Kenneth Moore Theatre in Ilford. Vince Hill is topping. Right. Mm. Loads of ex-Tiller girls. Ah. Oh. Uh, and variety performers, dancing and singing. Show starts 7.30 at the Kenneth Moore Theatre in Ilford. Actually, talking of the Lady Rattlings, Avril, I think I'm coming to your do on the 16th of May. Oh. I think so, at the uh, the Royal Garden Hotel. Are you hosting at all? No, 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 I've just been invited by oh, Lady nice. Rattling to go. Mm-mm. So, uh, I think my, my, my friend Daryl, I think he's leaving the wife and kids at home for the day. Anything to give him a bit of rest. <laughs> and I think he's actually coming as well. So I think it's Royal Garden Hotel on the 16th, so I'm, I'm there for that, for lunch. She's good. And so-called celebs turning to drugs. No backbone, says Andy. I know, it's feeble, isn't it? Mm. It's feeble. Kerry could like some cocaine. Oh, yeah, I'll take that. You think, stop it! She's lost a lot of weight. She looks better. Of course she has. Just. <laughs> yeah, just. Exactly, yeah. Yes. Um, Drew Baker offered a job by Gordon Ramsay. Who? Drew, Drew ba- Baker, oh, well, the winner good. of uh, MasterChef. Well, that's good. Yeah, which yeah. is good. And uh, Mark um, Owen, cheating, take that star, buys um, his wife, they're going to make a go of it again, or try to make a go of it, bought his wife Emma, two million dream house. Yeah. In oh. South London. I hope they make a go of it. Actually, I've always thought yeah. he looks a really nice guy. Yes. You know, you get the feeling about somebody, and I yeah. thought, yeah. Lovely. Uh, 84850, oh. Steve at lbc.co.uk. Um, in this, uh, this is a second, it's libel actually, and says Stephen and Abby Wood, and, uh, this is the, the couple of the Down Syndrome. Oh, right. And in the show, Boyle said about Down Syndrome children and made some coffee. You see, I'm, I'm not interested in what he said in there. That's his act. That's what he does. It's what he called them. That, that's what he called he, them. That's, but that's his act. No, but he called them, well, I don't want to yeah. say it, actually. Yeah, but this, this, this woman, uh... They, they, she leant over to talk to her husband, apparently, according to this, this bloke here, and uh, he then attacked them for talking during his act. Oh, so that was it. Well, so, but anyway, it makes no difference, because how would he know who they were? How would you... But way, if I'm standing on stage and I'm doing whatever I'm doing and somebody starts talking... In the front row. In the front row, you go, excuse me, yeah. I'm doing my act up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she Don't then... Be so rude. The woman said she didn't want to talk about it, and then he became aggressive. I mean, well, quite rightly so. Yeah, it's like having a heckler, isn't it? Yes, it's it's a heckler, but you don't know what they're heckling for. 
The woman then said they had a Down syndrome child. So it's... Right. As far as I'm concerned, at no time did the woman try to interrupt the show. Well, she did interrupt the show. She was talking. Mm. He didn't know what she was talking about. I mean, it's quite clear to me. And if you're talking you in the front it. row and you're in his line of vision yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I mean, t- to be honest with you, it took him a while to actually get out of her what she was talking about. Right. You don't start talking in the middle of somebody's act. And uh, he's been doing this for a while. This and is not did new. And did they report him or did it just... Well, I think then it got out. I think, obviously, then something happened, mm. which is, you know, it's, it's ridiculous, really. But I don't understand why you would want to go to a show knowing that he deliberately provokes people. That's what his act is. Yeah. That's so I, what his I, act I is. I love Alan Carr. I can't stand Jimmy Carr. I'm not going to go and see Jimmy Carr. I don't like him. Oh, is that funny? Because I don't like Alan Carr. Oh, you're kidding. And I've seen Jimmy Carr's <laughs> act before anyway. So I, I wouldn't be interested. But, I mean, if, if somebody started talking in the middle of a show, you'd be going, excuse me, why are you talking? Mm. And if they go, oh, nothing, you get... Well, we're trying to... You know, there's yeah. 3,000 3, people, or whatever it is. Yeah. You, you would want to know, wouldn't you? I would, anyway. Thank you very much indeed, Julie. It's a pleasure, as Julie's always. back with us very, very shortly <laughs> on LBC 97.3. It's uh, Steve Allen's Sunday Breakfast, uh, coming up to the news, and then after that, Darren's here to sort out... All your problems, 84850-steve-at-lbc.co.uk. That's all good news. Thank you for my ants. You're very... <laughs> please enjoy. <laughs> Try not to eat too many unless you've got a glass of water handy. It's going to liven up a dinner party. Isn't it just? <laughs> Disco- Have your say on London's biggest conversation with Steve Allen, LBC 97.3. Morning, team. Nice to be company. Graham and Barbara in Twickenham. So how about the Steve and Julie show? Coming to a town near you soon, but uh, toasted ants? Yuck. She's taken them home. She's quite happy with them. She, she went home. She said, can I really take them? I said, absolutely. So for that, you get a kiss. Imagine I'd given her the chocolate tarantula. How excited that would have been. Uh, so Graham and Barbara, nice to see you. Nice to see you. Because <laughs> I haven't seen you for ages. And uh, I, wonder if, uh, I bet they're, they're praying for good weather at the Barmy Arms today. Alec and Hillary, because that's when people want to go and sit and watch the river go by and just sit there and have a few drinks, which is quite nice. Uh, if you've got a question for Darren, he's here until 9.30. Depends how busy we get. On steve at lbc.co.uk. If you send them in now, then we can get round to any of your computer questions or compu- uh, questions about cameras or com- questions about all sorts of... Uh, th- I can't get the teeth right. I'm so excited this morning. Because ever since I did my walk yesterday up the monument, 311 steps... I began to feel as though I was about to die, I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good morning. So 311 up, yep. 311 down. So Six. 622. How, many, how, how much less is that than, uh, than uh, St Paul's? I don't know. St Paul's is roughly the same, isn't it? Is it? They're just wider steps at St yeah, Paul's. On this yeah. one, you've got to squeeze past people if you actually sort of go up pro- and down the stairs. It's very intimate there. It does get very intimate. Yeah. It's, it's well worth it, though. When you get to the top, it's fantastic. Don't forget your camera. Yes, take a camera or take a phone where you can do it, because we, we, we put a picture on Twitter. Yeah, of you going up the steps. Yes. Right, yeah. oh, I was exhausted going up. Yeah. Shan't be doing that again in a hurry. Although, actually, on the, on the way down, I, I thought I was particularly good. And so uh, we'll have to wait and see whether or not we're going to go up and down this blooming thing again. And how are your cushions? Cushions are lovely. From the British Transport Museum, I bought cushions and they're... Green, red with green diamonds? Green yeah. with red diamonds. Double diamond maquette. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Very nice. Designed by a woman called Enid Crystal. Not Auntie Enid. Auntie Enid, yeah. <laughs> Auntie Enid. <laughs> Enid designed things. Crystal, Dorothy Marks. Yeah. She was a distant cousin of Karl Marx. Oh, right. Yeah. This is all from uh, 
colleague of mine at uh, Transport for London in the Heritage Department. Fantastic. And um, it was designed in 1937. Was it? Your cushion, yeah. Well, I tell you, it looks fantastic on the settee. Yeah. I mean, it really does look good on the settee. I put, I put them on there, and I had a couple of Laura Ashley cushions. I've taken those off, and these ones are lovely. And also, because they're, they're, they're quite tight, they keep plumped mm. up. Yeah. They've got some quite nice stuff in there. And the material, as you know, is made in Yorkshire in the mills there. Yeah, and they won't sell it by the yard. No. So it's good that it oh, still oh, can oh, get oh. stuff made in this country. I like it. It's well worth going to. Well worth... Go- oh, blimey, you're racing away yourself now, aren't you? Racing away, Caroline. Racing away. Right, very quickly, just before we get round to your uh, questions, I've still got my How Low running till 10 o'clock this morning. It's the Apple iPhone 3G. And uh, this one's got the phone, the camera, the MP3 player, the internet device, 16 gigabytes of memory, and it's very fast and it's very powerful, and it can be yours by 10 o'clock this morning. Hamill will come down then. To play this one, you text Steve, Sutter Ever Air, followed by your bid in pence, and send it to treble 821. So to bid 19 pence, you text Steve, Sutter Ever Air, 19, and send it to treble 821. Competition ends at 10am this morning. You must be over 16. Entries are limited and cost £1.50 plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Good luck, because it's well worth going. If you haven't got an Apple iPhone 3GS, could be your opportunity to win it today for very, very little money. Very little money. Uh, talking of gadgets, on the LBC website, Darren is on there demonstrating. Sadly, he wouldn't let me steal it, the boss. Did he not? No. But we had a good play with it. It's I'll nice... phone him. I'll, I'll say, I'll have a word with his father. Okay, it's shipped <laughs> one over for you, I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> go over go and collect it for you. Actually, you can get the plane this morning. Yeah. British Airways, early British Airways flight. That would get you in early afternoon. Go and buy it. Go and buy it. Get the last plane out. You'll be back tomorrow morning, ready for the show. And I could go, look, I've got my own. <laughs> <laughs> or just wait a couple of weeks and buy it in the uh, West End. It's a very nice piece of kit. Most people are getting confused as to what it does. This is not a replacement for a laptop. Mm. This is like a giant iPhone or an iPod Touch. Mm. So it works on applications that you can buy on the iPod store. Right. Mapping on it looks fantastic. Your photographs look brilliant. So if you're uh, into photography, I think you're going to really enjoy this one. I think it's going to be really popular with kids and gaming if they can save up the money for it. It's about the cheapest one's about five hundred dollars. So I'd imagine we're going to be looking at about four hundred pounds. Four hundred pounds, roughly. I would have thought it's heavier than people think. It's a bit heavier than pe- most people think. Yes, and it also gets really greasy from your finger marks. You're forever cleaning oh. it, which is a bit annoying. But uh, it comes from, with some great software, and you can do word processing on it if you buy the Pages application, which is a bit like Office. Right. You can tap away on that and then email. There are two versions. One is Wi-Fi, so you need a Wi-Fi network, like you've just had installed in your house. Yeah. Do you? Or there's going to be a version that goes through the mobile phone network, but we do not know how much that's going to cost yet either. No pricing on uh, the the phone version of the big iPad. Right. So it's uh, the fact it's going to get very dirty. Almost the same as the iPhone. Yeah. Well, just imagine what you've got in your hand now, your iPhone, and imagine yeah. it about three times bigger. Right. You don't need your glasses anymore to read the writing. Right. Thank yeah. God for that. I forgot mine today. <laughs> so, so could, could, you, could you buy covers to put over it or not? Uh, no. Apple are going to try and discourage you. It doesn't need to... You don't need to worry about the grease because that's not going to damage you. Just wipe it clean. It just but looks dirty. There is a nice case you can buy for it to protect the screen when you're out right. and about. But um, I think what's... It's going to be really popular for several things. Mm. When you're on long journeys, because it's got a 10-hour battery life, you can watch movies on it. Yeah. So the kids... You know, shut them up in the back of the car or Brilliant. on a train or on an aeroplane. I can imagine that like, certain airlines in business and first class mm. are going to be handing out these to watch movies and TV shows on them. How lovely. I know. <laughs> and um, 
also for doing presentations and in business it'd be useful for that too but uh, they've only just started developing applications specifically for the ipad yeah. anything that's made for the ipod will work on it but it it's a bit too um small at the moment so we'll wait and see well i want one I think everyone does. Yes, I think everybody's going to want one. You don't need one. one. No, I don't need no. it, but I want it. Yeah. I don't know why, I've just... A bit just like you don't it. need London Transport cushions. Ah, but I do. Oh, right, OK. But I do. Uh, Abigail got a certificate for walking up and down the monument. Yeah, didn't you see the woman handing them out? Well, I did get a certificate. Yeah, a l- woman that was standing outside. Really? Yeah, she was handing out... I thought she was begging. I had no idea <laughs> she was handing things out. That's why I avoided her. I thought no she was doubt begging. No doubt the City of London authority who will run happily it will send be listening one. and send you one. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. You never know who's listening to the programme. You never know. Because last week, John Warrington was complaining you couldn't get breakfast in London on Sunday. Yes. And he said he went to the Strand Palace Hotel at quarter to six in the morning, and the only person in there said, no, so we don't, you have to be a resident. So John, who wanted a cup of tea and a slice of toast, came back. Anyway, it turns out the general manager listens to me, and he wrote in yesterday, and he said, no, no, he said, we're open to everybody. We're very proud of our breakfast. So we're going there next Friday for breakfast. Very nice. <laughs> How cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mary Enhance says, the Hollycombe Steam Fair, well worth a visit, run by volunteers dressed in Edwardian dress. So I quite like that idea. Suggestions for a 1950s theme uh, here. Can't find anything. I'm, my daughter's going as a Greece cast member. Can't find anything in charity shops. I don't know what they would wear in 50s stuff. I'm not... There is... I found a great Go shop in Covent Garden yesterday. Alfie's Antiques Market yeah. in Church Street in northwest London. Nearest tube is Marylebone. Yeah. Don't think, it's not open today or, or Monday, but it'll be open the rest of the week, and there's got some great costumes really? in there. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's 50s. also a place that's got all the 50s stuff, dresses, in Covent Garden. Yeah. And it's down from, up from where First Call used to be, on the right-hand Endel side. Street. Endel Street. Yeah. Down there, there's a 50s, and they've got all the 50s skirts in there. It's all really good, actually. And don't forget, places like Angels will have them. Yeah. Can yeah, you can always there. rent something out, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Steve... I took my eldest, who's ten, for a shopping trip to Kingston yesterday. She listens to you religiously, and so she knows you shop there. Can't ask me what I would do if we saw you. So I said, best to leave your shopping in case you get grumpy. So there you go, kind of thing. And the, the big-headed guy on the television is Hardeep Singh Cole. He's the one. He's the one. Right, ready? Yep. Here we go. Uh, this is Susie, who's got a MacBook. Can't install Virgin Wireless. Spoke to Virgin and Mac lots of times for help. Even they don't get why it won't install. You don't have to install... Are we talking about wireless internet? Yeah. Well, you don't cannot install, install Virgin Wireless. What you do, click on your network uh, section on your Mac. Yeah. Make sure that the wireless adapter on the Mac is on. It will look for all the um, wireless internet available in your area and click on the wireless, mm. your Virgin Wireless. It will ask for a key, an, an encryption key, which will either be on the bottom of the router or you set it yourself, and you should put that in... Right. Sounds a bit odd, though, that both of those companies can't help you. Yeah, because they're normally very good. Mm. Unless it's the wireless dongle. Oh, right. They're not very clear in this message. Be so clear. trying to sound he knows what he's talking about. No, no, yeah. it could be the dongle. Yeah, oh, it yeah. could be. could be. could be the dongle. <laughs> you know what the dongles are. We've had I do, yeah, yeah. I've done them on the show. I know exactly what it is. could be the dongle, actually, Susie. Probably that. Next. <laughs> Stephen Sutton said, when downloading music from iTunes, they're all at different volume levels when played through the car. Is there any way I can equalise to the same level? There is a section in iTunes under, I think it's under properties. They haven't got iTunes on this computer. No. And it will equalise. It will go through your entire library and equalise all the volume on all your tracks. Will it? Yeah. Because I've got a lot of classical music on my uh, on my iPod. Oh, so that's just walking down the corridor. That's just walking down the corridor. Yeah. And I get classical, yeah. and I do listen to. That, and sometimes you have to whack up the volume. Yeah, you can equalise it. 
Yeah. So it's all the same. Oh, excellent. Um, Steve, I bought an iPhone. How do I get music and pictures on it without going through iTunes? You can't. You can't? No. That's why it's an iPhone, Clive. <laughs> it goes through iTunes. Yeah, you need to use iTunes. Yes, you, yeah. you can't do it any other way. Unless you were thinking of something different, but you can't. Uh, Windows on my computer will not initialise, says Hermione. Try starting in safe mode. F8. Reboot the computer. Push F8. F8. Go into safe, safe mode. Ask it to... The top in the middle. F8 on the top line. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And um, it will say start. It will give you various options. Try and make it start with the last working configuration. If that doesn't work, dig out your Windows disk, stick that, and ask it to repair it. Right. Seems fairly straightforward, doesn't it? We should all understand that one. Okay, we'll take a short break and we'll come back with some more. I've got one here from poor old Jane in Abbey Wood, who's, who's not doing very well. And Peter's got some problems. And uh, another one here who's got a PC running, which isn't doing what it's supposed to do. And an iPod Touch for Bridget, which isn't doing what it's got to do. And that's just this part of the programme. 84850, steve at uk, And uh, we'll come back with some more of your questions to Darren. First of all, Steve Allen. Don't forget, you've got less than 45 minutes to have a go for the Apple iPhone in my How Low 4 today. Good luck. Uh, one from Jane, who says, I'm now unable to get onto the internet or anything because the message comes up that this is dangerous, I have a virus, and to click for their protection, which costs $59. In truth, this has gone on and off for two weeks, approximately, but sometimes I could get onto the internet, then I couldn't. Now I can't boot it up at all. What should I do? Can't boot up the computer or can't boot up going onto the internet? Don't ah, pay the $59. This no, is don't pay the $59. Because it's, it's uh, trying to get money out of you. Yeah. If you can get online, go to the LBC website and download under the um, free downloaded programs. Right. Um, see Cleaner, Avast, and some of the ad aware stuff. Yeah. It's scareware. It's scaring you into spending $59. Right. On you don't, you need, don't to. need You don't need it. If you can't boot your computer up at all, I won't come on even. We're in a bit of trouble. Yeah. Have um, you tried turning it off and then yeah. turning it on? Turn it off, take all the plugs out. Turn it on, go into safe mode again, F8. Start it in safe mode hmm. and then install, oh, uh, do a sca- uh, antivirus scan if you've got antivirus software. Hmm. See if you can find out what's causing this problem. Yeah. It's a nuisance, that, isn't it? But don't, don't, don't pay any money. Don't part with money. Don't send money. That's what they want you to do. Yeah, don't send money. Uh, right, here we go. This is from uh, Peter. We had a power cut a few weeks ago and ever since then my internet is rubbish. I think I've narrowed it down to some missing... DLL files. If I run SFC dot stroke scanner and put the XP home disk in, uh, when asked, would this fix the registry or have you got any other tips? Yes. I haven't got a disk, so I'll have to borrow one. Well, that could be a problem, borrowing yeah. one, because the the uh, code on the back of the box you'll need may not work with the disk putting in. You've got to find the disk that came with your computer or find out where the Windows is Where on your... Where are they going to be? Always keep the disks that come with your computers. Oh, right. Where are yours? No idea. In the rubbish bin, I should imagine. Well, then, you're in trouble, aren't you, when it all goes wrong? Well, just go and buy another one. Oh, all right, then. <laughs> I don't... I mean, I don't... Well, I've had it for donkey's years. Why you would you keep it. the discs? Well, for this very reason, when it goes wrong, you need to put them back in again. Oh, well, there you go. Anyway. <laughs> uh, right, so good luck with that one. Uh, Atoll says, I've got a PC running XP... It's got the latest updates. Every time I go to play a YouTube video, whether it's using Opera, i.e. Firefox, Chrome or Safari, it crashes and says browser has encountered a problem and needs to close. Any idea what the problem could be? Also check that you've got the latest version of Flash installed. Go to Adobe. 
download Flash. Make sure you've got Java up to date as well. Right. Um, if it's still going on, see if you can go do a system restore to the last time it did work. Hmm. So if it worked a week ago, you can go to system restore, make your computer go back a week. Right. See if it works that way. All oh, right. Okay. Lovely. Uh, Louise says, can you recommend a digital camera? I've been looking at some reviews. I'm considering either the Canon Ixus 95 or the Panasonic Lumix. They're I can both, spend up to £200. They're both, both are very them. good. Both very good. The thing to watch out for with digital cameras at that price is whether or not it has come with a rechargeable battery or whether it uses AA batteries. If it uses double AA batteries, you'll spend a fortune yeah. on batteries. Yes. Rechargeable options are a better one to go through. I'm rechargeable, actually. Yeah. I'm rechargeable. Uh, is there a new iPod Touch coming out soon? As I'm thinking of buying the wife one, says Mick. No news on iPod Touches or no. iPhones, I should imagine, around May, June, a few weeks' time. Right. And they haven't told us yet when the iPad is going to be out. End of April. End of April, then, yeah. I'll say. Oh, it's not yeah. too far to go. Yeah. So I, I could treat myself for Christmas. What? Christmas <laughs> presents. Well, I don't want it straight away. I mean, I've just thought... Oh, they'll you know, be on the third generation by then. Oh, that's, well, that's good. That's fine, actually. <laughs> I, can, I can do that one. Uh, Bridget... I just bought an iPod Touch, which yep. I've synced with my laptop, and everything is working fine. However, I heard you say a couple of weeks ago that if you connected your iPod to a different computer, it would wipe everything off. Yeah. Uh, if my laptop stopped working, would I be able to use my main computer instead, and how would I do that without losing all my music? I've recently had problems with the laptop, so I'm just preempting it happening again. Make sure your music is already on your main computer as well. Always have a backup of your music. Mm. So if it's on, just on your laptop copy it all over on a network or put it on a disc and copy it mm. onto your main computer because when you plug in your iPod it will say this isn't matched to your computer we will now yeah. if you proceed we will delete all the data on your iPod right so always back up right that's one thing Steve Allen actually does what back up, up I computer. do back up yeah. I have to because I, I don't know what I'm talking you learnt about the hard way didn't I you? learnt the yeah. hard way hmm. um uh, Eileen says, can you please ask if the 3D on Google Street View is only an April Fool's joke? I'd imagine it was, yes. Yes. I don't think it's possible just yet. But, well, but, it could be, but it's just yeah. they're not going to go around and remap all the streets again, are they? No, just exactly, to do 3D. yes. Uh, Carol, what's Darren's opinion of Panda Cloud antivirus? I've never used it. No. No. A vast... Or go to LBC's website, there's various antivirus programs. Microsoft always also have a free one now. If you go to Microsoft.com... Yeah. Go under their security. There's free um, antivirus on their website too. Okay. Don't have more than one antivirus software running on your computer though. No. Only have one. Okay. Uh, Eva says, can't get photo to work on the webcam. Probably drivers can't get the photo or can't get the webcam to work. Don't know. Uh, it says, uh, can't, get, can't photo. get photo to work on webcam. Well, I assume she means that she can't see the video it yeah. may mean a driver issue go to the website that you bought it from yes. download the latest drivers okay one from and also the software that came with it okay see if there's an updated version okay uh question for darren i've got an htc hd2 what's that it's a htc mobile phone oh right i can't seem to watch any videos on youtube or any other websites i've tried downloading adobe flash player 10 but it doesn't seem to work on pocket pcs what do i do um, I'm not sure which version... What software does um, this computer work? I'm going to have to check on that one. Yeah. When we go to the news, I'll uh, have yeah. a little look. We'll I'm a not little sure which on. version of the software yeah. it uses. Ordinary Adobe Flash Player won't work. You need it for the mobile phone if it's a Windows-based. Right. If it's not, then it may not work. OK. Rosie has XP and has successfully uploaded photos from camera, but I'm having problems burning to disk. 
I have a new Memorex DVD plus R discs, but the photo wizard is saying disc is full or not writable. Well, it sounds like your computer may not use DVD plus R. Yeah. There are various types of you probably got the wrong there. one. That's why yeah. it's not recognising it. If you've got a Mac, for example, it will read and write to any um, disc, but right. certain PCs will only use certain types of uh, right. Discs. Okay, eight four eight five zero Steve at lbc dot co dot uk. We try and uh, weave them all in on the program for you. One from Carol, who says, uh, every time I try to access my emails on AOL, I get the following message, which prevents me from doing so: Microsoft Visual C plus plus runtime library runtime error, and so it goes through. The application has requested the runtime to terminate it in an unusual way. How do I rectify this problem? I think if you go on to LBC's gadget page, yeah, Adrian's put it up. This question came up uh, from a different person a couple of weeks ago. The answer is on our, the gadget page. If you look under last week's answers... It'll be on there. It's on there. It's quite a long explanation. Yeah. yeah. OK, so good luck for the... Good luck. It's a bit of a pain, actually, that one, Cal. We get that a lot. Yeah. And Paul says, what is the best way to release space on my C drive? I cannot, for some reason, get a list on my control panel for adding or removing programs. It won't populate when I double-click. Sounds like something's very strange going on on your computer. Yeah. Again, go to LBC's website, download CCleaner from our website only. Yes, nowhere no else. searching Google. Nowhere else. Don't search Google for Clean it. Clean up your computer from yes. there and uninstall. See what that does. It might correct the problem. Yeah. All but right. don't, don't download it from anywhere else, otherwise you'll be in dreadful trouble. Yeah. Actually, Richard uh, reckons, uh, email a photo to the email address on your phone and download to the camera roll folder. Okay, she's doing the photo. Okay. Yeah, which is the one we we did before. Couldn't get the photos on the the webcam. Send it to your. Send oh right. It to your okay. Phone. Oh, she's trying to take a photo on a yeah. webcam. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't very clear. So just email a photo to the email address on your phone, and then download to the camera roll folder. Because I mean, I'm assuming when this new there's a new iPhone coming out, isn't there? Hopefully. Which has got a hundred new applications. That's that's software. The new software oh, right. will come out in June, July time. Right. And that's got a new a hundred tweaks to it, including being able to run more than one program at once. Yeah. Which you can sort of do already, but it's gonna work in a better way that won't run the battery down. Um you're gonna be able to create folders on your desktop so you can put all the games in one folder rather than having page after page after oh. page or window. And uh, the new phone, we hope, is going to have a front-facing camera so you can do video calling and... Much who knows? easier, much yeah, who easier. Knows? I don't know, but, I mean, I, I would, I would, looking at it, I was sort of thinking to myself, how, how difficult would it have been to put a front-facing camera in? It'd be ba- it's all to do with battery life. Right. If Mine you... has just started to play around with the battery. Well, well, I say play around with At the moment, it's fine, but I charged it up last night. Multitasking, for example. So if you have Skype open and a Window Explorer open yeah. and an LBC play, it drains the battery very quickly. And that's why Apple were very reluctant to allow multitasking. I've got a Nokia N95. And if you have lots of programs opening, the battery lasts half a day, which is useless to most people. Right. So you end up by having to go through the task manager all the time and shutting programs so it doesn't drain the battery. And what Apple has spent the last year doing is developing a way of doing it that's not going to drain the battery. Right. So hopefully, yeah. we'll have a longer battery life. And Anthony Davis had a device, which he showed me the other day, and I can't remember where he got it from, where you plug it into your phone at the bottom and it gives you another... It, you, you, you charge it up yeah, with little st- blue lights on it. Yeah, you can buy those. They're called a juice pack. Yes. You can buy them in the Apple store. Yeah, he actually got this, though, for really cheap. Oh, really? It was something like £9 as opposed to... He likes a bargain, doesn't he? He likes a bargain, does Anthony. And I looked <laughs> at it and I thought, that's good, because I, but I, I charge mine up in the car now as well. Yeah. Don't keep charging it all day long though just give it a good charge in the morning right if you keep topping up all the time oh. that's probably one of the reasons why but they, they 
Would it, would it be cheaper to wait for the new phone to come out or to replace the battery? What's the wait difference? Wait for the new one to come out. Wait for the new one to it's come out. It's only a few weeks' time, I would imagine. Right. And then I could go into, say, car phone warehouse and they, they could transfer all my stuff over yeah. from yeah. phone to phone. Yeah. Thank goodness for that, because I never manage these things. Darren's back with us on uh, Friday with Petri on her programme. And back with me on Tuesday. Tuesday, and then back with us next week on Sunday. So if you didn't manage to get your question answered today, we should do it next week on the programme. Do you do questions with Petri? Yeah, you do yeah, questions yeah, with Petri Yeah, I'm going to well. go and break into Ashley's office now. So well, I have it. to be honest, I'm inclined to help you. <laughs> if we can get hold of his, uh, of his iPad, well worth it. Thank you very much indeed. Pleasure. After the news, we'll have a chat to uh, Andrew Pearce. Let me go back through the papers. Text 84850, Steve Allen. Twenty-six minutes to ten. In answer to Sue's uh, question, is there any way I can get an iPhone on pay as you go? Absolutely, they do iPhones on pay as you go. So you can have one. You can win one on this program for free. Uh, well, for, for what I say for free, I mean it's for pennies, absolute pennies. It's an iPhone three GS handset. Details coming up in a moment because this one finishes at ten o'clock this morning. So you've got twenty-one minutes to get your bids in, and uh, always very successful on a Sunday morning. These, as indeed is. Uh, in fact, it's all change day because I've noticed that not only. Is Adrian Mills here a little bit later on with the travel programme? But also, uh, John Warrington's going to be in answering all the uh, the questions. And uh, I've noticed as well that um, Nick Ferrari is moving to the uh, the Sunday Express. I didn't even notice that. Apparently, he's uh, he's got a new weekly column starting next week. He says here, joining the Sunday Express makes me feel like I've won the Grand National. I've seen him. There's no chance he could get over those fences. No chance. I mean, if he had won the Grand National, he'd been an, an air balloon, I would think. Actually, I'm selling him a couple of my shirts next week. Don't ask why. It's all very bizarre. Anyway, Andrew Pierce, lovely to see you here. And you. Is that How Kevin Maguire in your pocket? Kevin Maguire will be with me. He, yep. Kevin's going to be with me. Kevin from the Mirror. Yep. Uh, for, for the duration of the election campaign. So we'll be updating what's happening in the election, obviously. Mm. First week, I think most people think went to the Tories, but not much change in the polls. I never thought. I just every time I saw them talking on the television, I just thought they're just telling us what they want us to hear. Uh, so that's the trouble with election and campaigns, it's, and it's and it's just rubbish. You think, well, if you're telling us this now, why didn't you tell us years ago? Yeah, we're also going to be uh, talking to Jackie Ashley uh, from the Guardian about why do we need to hear from these women, the wives? Do you care what Samantha Cameron thinks? No, I, also their their clothing. It's become such an industry now. Julie Peasgood was saying, does it really matter what they wear? IT, ITN, IT News, has a wives' correspondent during the election campaign. They yeah. do. They do. Oh, well. And I'm also, but of course, we're also looking at the big stories of the day, and of course, that we've been listening to it on LBC 97.3. Um, the wrong organs have been removed from 20 dead people because of yet another IT blunder on the licence of 800,000 British drivers, is this going to make people less likely to want to give up their organs? And that extraordinary story in the Mail on Sunday about the question of the legality of the marriage of the, marriage of the Prince of, of Wales and the Duchess of Cornwall. Yeah. Well, there was a lot of questions about it at the time because it was done in a civil ceremony. Yes, in Windsor. And he will be the future head of the Church of England, right. protector of the faith. And there was always that question mark that it would be illegal, but curiously, the government has suppressed the details of the Freedom of Information request to find out about the legal advice at the time. 19-page judgment, it's been suppressed. That's democratic, isn't it? That's strange, isn't it? Well, uh, uh, as, it is, as it is report stated now, yeah. if, 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 he were to, if, if the Queen died, he would be King and she would be Princess Consort. Absolutely untrue, in my view, because you would need a change in the law yeah. to mean the, 
wife of the king is not automatically a queen. Do people like her now? Do you remember when they, when they got married, there were all these polls saying, oh, nobody likes Camilla. I, I quite like her. I think people are, are in, almost indifferent to her, which is, a lot, which is frankly an improvement, because initially there was a lot of hostility, yes, particularly yes. after the death of Diana. Yes. So that's an improvement. She's, of course, she's broken her leg, poor love. Yes, but she's still going to get out there and oh, do her, nice, um, isn't it? her thing. I noticed on, on one news bulletin I heard, first of all, they called her, you know, Charles's wife, and then they called her, they became very familiar and called her Camilla. Yeah, people still call her Camilla, don't they? Well, I think they expect that. That's what she's known as. Pr- well, Prince Harry was in a club over the weekend, and he was, he was quite happily sort of toddling about, queuing up at the bar, yeah. ordering his drinks, you know, I mean, doing all, normal things. We always knew Diana is Diana, but very few people called her the, prince, the Princess of Wales. No. Although there, there is a piece in one of the papers today where they're looking at people who collect memorabilia. And there's one particular lady, and she seems to have collected everything in living memory. Poor thing. And, uh, well, I have myself the, the Charles and Diana uh, mugs. Oh, do you? That's yes. nice. I bought them at a car boot for £2 each. What are they worth now? 20 pence? 20, uh, 15. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> no, that, I, I quite like them. I've got my look at them there, and I think, do you know, that's quite nice. Especially when you consider that, that it was a bit of a sham marriage to start have with. Have you got, a, like, a... a a stand in in your place in Twickenham for all your royal memorabilia. Do, do I have a Do I have a, an objet d'art cabinet? That sort of thing. Yes, absolutely, and it is lit from the interior. How nice! Yes, you don't have this, do you? No, uh, no, no. I, I have I have a small tissue that the Queen Mother dropped once, and I've saved that as well. You're kidding me. Of course I'm kidding you. I love the way that you quite believe it. It, <laughs> if it, it was nearly <laughs> believable that one. Nearly yeah. believable. Anyway. So what else today? Well, that's enough, isn't it? Oh, is it? Oh, OK. Well, I don't know. And Ollie Grender's coming in. She's the former Lib Dem spin doctor. She's my friend today and right. Kevin's friend. And Kevin's friend as well. Yeah. Good Lord, honestly. We'll be We're going to be the happy trio. Are you going to be arguing? Of course. Oh, we you will do. argue. Kevin and I always argue. Right. He's always wrong. Yeah, of course he is. Yes, absolutely. Well, he's Kevin. <laughs> we'll see Thank you, you later. Absolutely. Thank you very much indeed. Andrew Pearce and uh, Kevin with you afternoons at 10. I'm fascinated by Nick Ferrari. I know Nick Ferrari. So he's ju- it's only in the Sunday Express. Is that he's doing the Express then every day next Sunday week? No, oh, only the Sunday, oh, only the Sunday Express. Express. Yeah. So he have all week to write the column. Got, I've already got my order in. Oh, have you? So I can read his column. Lovely. Look forward to that. Thank you very much indeed. Andrew's with you with Kevin just after news at 10 this morning. Don't forget, my competition finishes at 10. And that's my 3G iPhone. Uh, this one's got everything. The phone, the camera, the MP3 player, the internet device. It's all singing, all dancing. It's fantastic. And it's the fastest, most powerful iPhone yet. Hammer will come down at 10 o'clock this morning. All you have to do is try and work out how low the bid can be. So if you think it's going to go for 21p, you text Steve, 21, and then send that to Treble eight two one to bid one pound twenty two. You text Steve one two two and send it to Treble eight two one. This competition finishes in twenty minutes' time at ten. You must be over sixteen. Entries are limited and cost one pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Apparently, Poundland do a one pound USB two cable which you can use to charge your iPhone from your computer. Pound, isn't that? I mean, that is just the stupidest price ever. I know uh, Ian says that some phone shops charge twelve ninety five. Well, I've often thought it's only a bit of cable. Uh, Jules says I keep getting virtual memory too low. What does that mean, Darren? What does virtual memory too low mean? You've got too many things running in the background usually. Ah, so so you get some more RAM. Or, right. Uh, close all the start closing down the, the windows. Yeah. Because if, if 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 you've actually got things there, then it. Uh, it, it's all sorts of problems. And this person that had the problem with the HTC HD2 oh, yeah. not playing videos on YouTube, well, I can't find a solution. There are many other people having the same problem as you. Oh. So I'll have a look at that during the week and see if we can find out what's going on. OK. Uh, my PS3 player will not run Adobe Flash 10. Uh, That's Kevin. Uh, P- 
PS3 player. Yeah. Should do, because you can watch... Yeah, you can watch things on that, can't you? Yeah, I would have thought so. Although it's not... Ba- well, I don't know the answers to that either. Yeah. I'm going. Yes, I'd go now while you're ahead. <laughs> you can only get worse with the next yes. one. <laughs> no more. No more, no more. He, he can only do them till half past. After that, he, he reverts to another person. Yes. Elephants and things like that. You know, that's all I can tell you. And, uh, yes, also, we have to pay extra. I've just realised we have to pay extra exactly. if we get him up. Go now, go now. Much easier. Much easier. Darren's back, as I say, on Tuesday. Friday, he's with Petri and back with us next Sunday. Uh, today, they've done a survey in the Mirror on 2,000 products tested. What really works? And the answer is, probably none of them. It just depends, doesn't it, on, on what you are. They've always said a pot of cold cream goes a long, long way, but people like to spend a lot of money because it's, it's millions and millions of pounds. It's billions of pounds, I think billions of pounds that people spend on makeup. So they've done this big survey and it's in the Celeb magazine today. And I think they're offering uh, some free face serum. They always, it makes it sound more posh, doesn't it? If they go, it's face serum, you think, oh, that must really work. Whereas the Sunday Express are offering you a free hanging basket worth over £13 with begonia bulbs and free water. Every time I go out to these shops to get these things, like super dry, they've always sold out. There's never anything left. You go in there and you think, I want an Easter egg, I wanted it. And they'd say, oh, I'll tell you what, we've gone out. You say, well, it can't be. I've mean, just opened. How is this possible? Ashley Cole, uh, sorry, Cheryl Cole has given uh, Ashley fresh hope by telling a TV show, no matter what the love is, you've got to fight for it, haven't you? I don't know what that means. No idea what that means. And uh, Jade Goody's widower, Jack Tweed, has been spending the night with um, Chanel Hayes. Let's say... Chanel, who'll practically, you know, turn up for the opening of an envelope, uh, went uh, home with him after a night on the town. They were at a bar in Essex. He just doesn't learn Jack Tweed, does he? You do, do get the impression he's sort of just a walking disaster area. And uh, a source close to Jack said, It's worrying. Chanel is the last sort of girl he should be getting involved with, but he won't be told. Well, that's the trouble. He's a bit, he's a bit stubborn and stupid. And you have to just sort of push him in the right direction. But it'll, it'll you know... He'll be the one who suffers in the long run, I suppose. Uh, sweltering Brits flock to the seaside to make most of the warm weekend. It's not as warm today, but it is a lot, a lot nicer than we have had of late. Not going to be as hot as yesterday. And who won in the fashion stakes at, uh, at Liverpool? Alex, winning by a wag's head. The trouble is, poor old Alex is there. And as I say, Colleen, I don't know what she's looking like. Looking like everybody's favourite grandmother. And uh, warring parents, Jordan and Peter Andre, have called in cops and lawyers about a row about their daughter's black eye, which turned out to be smudged mascara. Of course, their bizarre reactions reveal the lengths the former husband and wife take to avoid talking to each other. They're so desperate to score points, and uh, and in the end, they just make themselves look very, very silly. So the police get called out. Who do these people think they are wasting the police time? There's far better things that, you know, you can be doing. So Princess got all this uh, makeup on, and then it's smudged. When she arrived at his home in Brighton, he called the lawyers. I, mean, I can't believe that. I mean, you'd have to, I mean, surely you just look at it and go, that's makeup that's smudged, wouldn't you? I would have thought so. I mean, it is just a little bit, a little bit sad that they're wasting police officers. So two police officers turn up. You know, your daughter turns up with a black eye and it's makeup. Goodness sake. Just get over each other because we're all getting very, very bored, I'm afraid. Uh, Charlotte Church is set to land a multi-million pound deal to become the BBC's Saturday night chat show queen. This is what Julie said earlier on, and I've only just found the story. Uh, They're in talks to sign her up on a three-year contract for a new show. Why would the BBC waste your money like that? She wasn't much good on the last show she did. And um, a BBC source said she's hot property. No, she's not. 
No, she's not. That's that former voice of a foghorn who lives in Wales. It's not hot property at all. This sounds like her agent. A pal said, this'll be the agent, Charlotte's very excited by the offer. It's a dream job. Did you see the last chat show? Can you imagine that sort of foul language appearing on the BBC? No, thank you. No, thank you. Jan says it's a triple rollover on Wednesday. Oh, the lottery. I thought you'd buy Jordan again. And, uh, oh, that's good, isn't it? It's good news. So, a triple rollover. So now it'll be up to... Do you remember the time? It was 10 million each time. And they went, double rollover, 20 million. Now, double rollover, 12 million. Well, I'd send it back. I'd send it. Don't insult me, I'd say. 12 million? Pfft. Give it to somebody a bit more deserving. From the start of the day, I'll be leading London's biggest conversation with analysis and debate. Have your say, 2010. The election on LBC 97.3. Morning, everybody. 13 minutes to 10 is the time. It's Steve Allen's Sunday breakfast. Oh, the, we're starting very shortly. The Britain's Got Talent, or in the case of this programme, Britain really hasn't got very much talent at all. And now they're saying an 81-year-old grandmother is set to rival Susan Boyle after stunning the audience and judges. I've seen the audience. don't take much to stun them. You've just got to say, you're going to be here for hours. Eh? Mm? So they have to suffer, and they've got an 81-year-old grandmother called Janie Cutler, who's going to be singing No Regrets. She had to be helped onto the stage. I mean, you shouldn't laugh, really, should you? I mean, it's, it's, you know for the first few weeks, it's all the oddballs. They'll all be coming out starting next Saturday at 8pm. It's very interesting on how much these, these people get. The biggest earner, they say, is Susan Boyle, who gets half a million per corporate gig. Well, she doesn't do that many corporate gigs. Just been in Japan. She doesn't do corporate gigs, I'm afraid. Diversity, just get 10,000 quid. And that's split between 11 of them. I always said they'd be an expensive act to take out on the road. Flawless, who came eighth, earned more than £12,000. And uh, opera singer Farrell Smith pockets the biggest cheque. She charges 30000 for a three-song spot. Uh, breakdancer George Sampson gets just 3000 if indeed he can get arrested, poor soul. Uh, Bar Wizards do their cocktail dance act for 2500 And apparently Stavros Flatley and uh, Faces of Disco and Holly Steel all get two grand. Not bad. Paul Potts gets the most, I suppose, first series. £25,000 an appearance. £25,000. So you've got them all coming up. There'll be lots of odd balls. There'll be an alien fighting astronaut and a ventriloquist with a white koala. Can't wait. Because you know, for the first few weeks, you're going to be sitting there going, oh, my God. Pete in Bermondsey says, my wife Alex and I were walking in Kent yesterday and came across six snakes. We're looking online to see if they were adders or less excitingly grass snakes. I can't tell the difference either. I've seen grass snakes and I've looked at them and, and I've said to somebody, are these grass snakes or are these, or are these um, other snakes? And they've said, I don't know. All I know is a little tongue comes out of the mouth and I'm sort of thinking to myself, um, you know, I, I just don't like snakes, I'm afraid. I absolutely don't like snakes. I'm terrified of them. I'm terrified of them. Terrible. Uh, tuned in earlier, listening in between doing my chores. You said that some folk, on mentioning your name in shops, get some stuff free, Steve. Well, I mean, it's, no, we were joking. I mean, it's... Uh, um, Caroline gets free, free bevies. That reminded me, some years ago, one of the LBC Night presenters regularly sang the praises of bagels from a bakery. Yes, I remember Monty Modlin doing that. I decided that when I was next that way, I'll pop in the shop and buy one or two. Got my chance and asked for two bagels. And as a throwaway line, I said, I've heard, heard about you on LBC's nighttime programme. The woman serving with a huge smile popped another one in the bag and said, on the house. Yes, they used to, Monty Modlin used to have bagels delivered. I think I used to get them. They used to send in bagfuls, which was lovely. And um, 
Steve, another of your items reminded my experiences in Los Angeles in 81 when I spent a short flight, an accommodation holiday, at a downtown hotel. Every Tuesday night, several gleaming motorcycles neatly parked outside the hotel. One Tuesday night, I wandered into the lounge to get a cup of coffee and there was an entire pack of highway patrolmen sitting at the bar, eyes glued to the TV set, watching Chips. Remember Chips on the programme? Erica Strada, California Highway Patrol. It was wonderful. And then... Um, there was a dreadful incident with, uh, with Erica Strada, which involved his, uh, which his wife. Uh, Erica in Loughton and Janet in Chigwell want to say hello to everyone listening. They're now living the celebrity lifestyle this morning. Champagne for breakfast. Oh, dear, how cheap and naff. Champagne for breakfast, I ask you. Cook breakfast, better as far as I'm concerned. Not that I get that. Nick in Watford said you were talking about the carry-on Cleo, the set that was originally intended for Cleopatra with Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton. A few years later, Richard Burton loaned the coat he wore as Henry VIII in Anne of a Thousand Days to Sid James to wear when Sid played Henry VIII in Carry On Henry. Apparently the alternative title for Carry On Henry was going to be Anne of a Thousand Lays, but the alternative title they chose in the end was Mind My Chopper. They used to do all of that. And you know the thing that made the the carry-on stand out from every other film that was being made at the time, and the one thing they always insisted on, because they, they got paid nothing, and Barbara will tell you, they, they got paid nothing, these people, it was the fact they had a full orchestra. There was always a full orchestra. So the, the tune, the, the carry-on tune, and all the little bits and pieces, always sounded absolutely perfect. Absolutely perfect. Because they had uh, a full orchestra. And he always said, listen, I'll compromise on the set, I'll compromise on how much we pay to people, but I'm not compromising on the, uh, the orchestra. And so there it is. Uh, lookalikes, Heather Trott, EastEnders, and a Cabbage Patch doll. And Michael McIntyre and Lee Yu-Chun, the Taiwanese talent show boy. They do look very similar, but the Cabbage Patch doll and Heather Trott in EastEnders do look almost identical. Almost identical. I see that they're, they're now saying, oh, there's a very funny piece in, uh, inside one of the papers today, and I think it was inside the mail on Sunday. I often wondered what happened to him. And it was somebody going auditioning for um, for a show. And I can't remember which show it was. And it's somebody, actually, that we know quite well at LBC. And he went to audition for a show in America. And I can't remember which show it was. And his name was Neil Sean. Neil Sean used to do LBC's entertainment. Well, I say used to do LBC's entertainment. He used to log on to the website and see what people were saying, and then he'd come on. Because I remember the stage newspaper took him to task when he said, oh, no, this is closing, that's closing. And it said, no, they're not. No, they're not. But uh, so here he goes. He goes on to Broadway to audition. Neil Sean tries to get a job in uh, Chicago. I really don't think a man with no sense of timing, no talent, no singing voice, there is no chance at all, Neil. But, uh, as I say, it's so nice to see that you managed to fill two pages in the centre of the uh, the mail on Sunday today, because I didn't even know where you were. The last time we went to Blackpool some years ago, I noticed that on Louis Tussauds, absolutely dreadful version of, uh, of one of these waxwork museums, the, the main quote, I'm afraid, was, uh, was from Neil Sean. We avoided it like the plague, I'm afraid. And people talking about Malcolm McLaren. John says he wasn't the originator or godfather of punk. He ran the sex shop in Kings Road and managed the Sex Pistols. Real punk is still alive and comes from bands like the UK Subs. Listen to the words of them playing I Couldn't Be You. And apparently The Duel, a new London rock and roll punk band. I remember going to see Adam and the Ants years ago when all his um, roadies were, were children. They were children moving the stuff around and people spat at concerts. I don't know if you ever remember, but people would stand there on stage and the crowd would spit at the act and the act would spit back again. That was punk in the early days. I never went to those sort of things. 
Uh, a genie says, I took the dogs to a local country park. Unfortunately, got bitten by a snake. I was really ill. Seems people are releasing snakes into parks. Oh, dear. I'm sure about that. And I've, have you seen the latest hanging baskets? The upside down hanging baskets. You plant it with the root going up into it, as opposed to in the top underneath, and then it grows down. And I've seen tomatoes like that, because I keep meaning to go out and buy my strawberries. I shall get round to it eventually, because I've, I've a feeling that now we're into some really, really nice weather. And so I think it could be strawberry time again, because I was very successful with them last year. And, uh, and some new hanging baskets in a, in a couple of weeks. Very quickly, the front pages of the papers today, in case you've just woken up and you're beginning to wonder whether or not it's the same stories as last week. No, it's the same stories as four years ago. Kerry Katona and her dreary lifestyle on cocaine, how it nearly killed her. It didn't, of course. Uh, how Coronation Street star Bev Callard had electric shock treatment to bring her back from the brink of suicide. See, I've spoken to her on a few occasions and I always thought she was fine. It just goes to prove some people can obviously hide it very well. And Agnes Dane uh, is now stripping off to show you what a gorgeous body she's got. Apparently, she's uh, starring in Clash of the Titans. This is Agnes Dane, not her real name. She used to work in the fish and chip shop, you remember. And so now she's decided to be all racy-pacy and do one of those coy pics. They've really tried to sell her, but it's not quite working, is it? And Danny Minogue is dazed from sealing a deal to return as an X-Factor judge, despite being due to give birth. How lovely. Can't wait. Uh, Adders have zigzags on their back. When they hear heavy footsteps, they move away and are only aggressive if their nest is attacked. They don't get any problem for me with that one. And Jan says, church's hair and makeup not very flattering last night. Hair is better straight. I don't know, have you seen the front page of Hello magazine? And you've got uh, Colleen Rooney. I don't know what they've done. They look like I've plugged her into a socket. It's most peculiar. Don't forget, you've got uh, five minutes now left to have a go for my Apple iPhone. It can be yours for pennies. It's all singing, all dancing. And it'll be one at ten o'clock this morning when the phone lines are closed. Person with the lowest unique bid will win the lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Hammer comes down four minutes' time. You text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, then your bid in pence and send it to treble eight two one. To bid one pound twenty seven, you text Steve one two seven and send it to treble eight two one. This competition finishes at ten AM. You must be over sixteen. Entries are limited and cost one pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for terms and conditions. It's your must have gadget. LBC love them. If the, if, if the boss of the company's got an iPad, I can't wait when we start giving those away on the programme. Uh, Sunday mirror this morning, Subo's Air Rage. Not all there, and uh, it's a bit sad. They're working a bit too hard. She needs to rest a bit more. Uh, the Daily Star, Kerry, my drug hell. Yesterday she was soaking up the sun in a variety of outfits, still poking her silly little tongue out. I did coke as kids played downstairs. Riveting. Not half as uh, imaginative as Jade Goody's mother, who used to sell drugs to people while Jade played in the front room. Uh, free CD today with the mail on Sunday. It can be yours, and this time it's simply read 12 classic songs in new arrangements. That's good news, isn't it? And, uh, and the woman who buffeted Lenny Henry's marriage, which is, uh, which is a big, big disappointment. People today, they've got Jordan has fertility treatment because they're that desperate. And how, if you've all put on a load of weight, um, you can drop a dress size. They've got a two-week spring diet. And as usual, they put a woman on the front who looks as though she's never, ever put on weight in her entire life. So for all those people who are a little bit heavier than usual, I mean, it's a nice idea... And I just don't think it's going to work, I'm afraid. Listen, don't forget to go to the LBC website. You can learn how to podcast the programme. Very, very simple, very, very easy. Check out the blog a little bit later on. And, uh, and we'll do it again 
Next Sunday. I hope the weather is kind to us today. In fact, looking out the window, it doesn't look too bad. doesn't look too bad. could be quite nice. So we'll keep our fingers crossed. If you're going out to a garden centre, that's the place to go to today. Go and look at plants and you watch. Next week it'll rain, we'll have hailstorms and all the rest of it. Have yourself a very nice day. So it's lbc.co.uk. You've got two minutes to get your bids in for the, uh, for the Apple iPhone 3GS handset. Just think how much money I could save you. Hundreds and hundreds of pounds. It can be yours. Join me again tomorrow morning at five. Start of a brand new week on LBC 97.3. Don't forget John Warrington here with Adrian a little bit later on for travel. After the news, it's Andrew and Kevin.